you know what's funny is I think this is the first show we've been able to start off without a hitch. And I, I think it's because Jimmy's not here. Now, this is the part where Jimmy usually talks, right? Yeah, he right usually, here? yeah, just like what you're doing right now. Like yeah. right here, what I'm doing right now? It's exactly right, yeah. Okay, perfect, okay. I just had to make sure I was filling my spot, right? Yeah, you're doing a good job. Thank you, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from all ages, backgrounds, and um, country of origins. I think we're now up to like 15 different countries listen to us. People from 15 different countries listen to us. Hold on, let me pull up my phone real quick because this is actually kind of interesting. When you find out what countries of people listen to your show, you're obscure, out of the basement, not very good, not very well produced podcast. It's very interesting to see like, oh, we have a consistent viewer from, you know, wherever. So here we go. Let me let me look at this. Let me look at my analytics real quick and let's go to view more. OK, and I'm not going to do any of the less than one percent. Well, actually, they're kind of interesting. We have a listener from the United Arab Emirates. Ooh. We have a listener from. Puerto Rico, Sweden, wow. Finland, India, Argentina, Colombia, Ireland, Netherlands, Mexico, United Kingdom, Germany, the Czech Republic. They love us. Australia. Now we're up to 1%. 1% of our audience, Italy, Belgium, 8% Canada. Ah, mysteries. Couple of you guys up there, huh? Some maple I, syrup I, suckers. I, I did not know I, I was 8% of the population here. <laughs> And then 83% from America. Let's get it going, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, we're joined tonight by Real Mystery uh, for two weeks in a row. And, oh, my uh, God. I'm special. You are special. You are the first guest host to be here for two weeks. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I feel so special. Thank you. you. Thank you all. <laughs> you should feel special. Uh. Also feel special because Jimmy's plumbing in his house burst and exploded. So... Needed somebody to fill in. Real Mystery was kind enough to lend his mind to us again this week. Yay! I'm here, folks. I'm here. Don't worry. We're all good. We're all good. Now uh, I'm hoping Jimmy's okay, though. I almost caught Yeah, he's fine. Uh, I'm going to need you to fill the spot of Jimmy, though. Okay? You're not here necessarily being you. You're definitely supposed to be here being Jimmy as well. Don't forget that. So I'm going to need you to be super pessimistic. Everything you saw at E3 was shit. And you are pessimistic on Halo, okay? Oh, this is going to be great because, uh, like, some of my friends that listened to last week's podcast, they were saying that I was being too negative towards Halo. What? Really? Apparently. That's hilarious. Too negative? Really? Apparently, yes. I was apparently I was being very negative. Very towards the Halo podcast or what, towards um, Halo in general. What? Uh, what did they feel like you were being negative about? Do Did you ask them? You know what? When they said negative, I was like, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't about. believe you. I am one passionate Halo fan, and I just wanted to do well. <laughs> okay. I wonder, I wonder if we're too negative for the Halo audience. I wonder if me and Jimmy are. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. That's interesting. <clears throat> That's interesting. Because if they thought that you were negative last week, then I feel like anything that we've talked about before, they're probably like, oh, my God, these guys, they don't even like Halo. That's right. Yeah, no, they don't like Halo. I mean, I don't think Jimmy likes Halo. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about E3. E3 happened this past weekend on Sunday. Bonnie Ross came out in the cadence, 
Halo Infinite is going to be a very special moment for all of us. There will be Spartans. Um, she totally did the same cadence, which I thought was really funny. I now want to make like a little spoof. I want to do like a, a video on, on her for like every announcement because I, I think it's just... <laughs> I just didn't really enjoy doing that cadence. I don't know why, but it's kind of like... It's so like... Uh, it's just very presenty. Like there's, you know how people on YouTube are all like they all kind of have the, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, you know, Daddy Tracks here, and today we're gonna, you know, we're gonna find out how long it takes for this popcorn to burst into a, a popcorn that you can eat. You know, it's like like everybody has the same kind of like cadence. Whenever these people are up there presenting things like uh, technological shows or video game shows, it, everybody has the same cadence. I think it's so it's so weird. I just want to get up there, mystery. And she'd be like, guys, I don't know why everyone talks like that. But look, we got a game coming out. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Let's take a look at a clip. I just Oh, and it doesn't have Battle Royale. Well, this is not going to succeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shoot, actually, I'm more energy into it than I should have. No, you're, you're, you're perfect. Don't listen to your friends. They don't know anything. <laughs> gonna get mad at me who's that guy who's that guy um real quick actually in the last week a uh, real mystery what have you been playing before we dive into e3 because i'm excited um what uh what have you been playing what have you been up to okay so i also got in trouble last from last week's podcast Why? for not mentioning that i am playing with the goof troop in game troop tell me about the goof so, troop okay so the goof troop compile is is four of us that mm -hmm. get together and we are playing four player co-op games okay cool. like division like borderlands 3 you hear that preacher borderlands 3 we're playing borderlands 3 preacher he's saying it listen up preacher he's saying it <laughs> right and then we're also playing gears of war uh, we also played. What else did we play this past week? Hmm. We played golf with friends. God, I wish I played as much video games as you. Uh, we have like this small little time frame that allows us to play with each other. Yeah, it sounds amazing. <laughs> and it's like an hour. <laughs> I, I, so... I want that. I want that in my life. I want that in my life so bad, dude. You have no idea. It, it is. It is much more difficult when you have children, right? It's a lot more difficult when you have children, and it's more difficult when you have a job that, um, until this October, I am basically just, they work me as much as they want, and, um, you know, it's just like, it's, it's, it's just brutal. My hours are just brutal, which is good for money, right? The money is good. The right. hours are brutal. In terms of, like, a life-work balance, I have none. There is no balance. It is all work. It is pretty much all work. Um, but... It is going well. I was stung by a bee last week. Right. I believe you mentioned that. Oh, did that, that happen on that Wednesday. Okay, ready for this, though? Okay, so I did the podcast. The next day, I went to work, and my calf swelled up so bad that I wasn't able – I was losing feeling in my foot. And for a job where I'm walking 17 miles a day – I'm not allowed to lose feeling in my foot. That could be potentially dangerous. Wait, whoa, way. that's a thing? <laughs> you can't just not walk? <laughs> yeah, you know, that could uh, that could create a, a safety that could be unsafe. Um, so I actually had to go to the doctor, uh, and then they, uh, they had me off on Friday and Saturday, which was my birthday, which was nice. So I was all, thanks to Mother Nature stinging me, um, I was off on my birthday. It was actually really nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> happy belated birthday. Oh, yeah. I turned 22. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I didn't actually turn 22. I'm actually a lot older, but that's what I say. Um, what was I going to say? I've been playing Pokemon Go in the last week. 
Right. Um, did you end up getting those legendaries? Uh, I you did. Think you were saying the Reggies you were going uh-huh, after? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I got all three. Ooh. I got all three Reggies, and then um, I think starting tomorrow they got some new. Uh, they got some a new legendary that I'll be able to catch, which is nice. Um, I also finally got my Mudkip. Uh, my Mudkip family. I caught all of those guys. I was trying to catch them for a while. Um, and Charmanders have been popping up all over the place, so I've been really happy about that. And I even. Um, I had a series going over on YouTube where I was playing through this game called The Medium. Now, I didn't post it, um, but I have an episode to put up. I was able to get in a good 25 minutes or so of medium gameplay, which I will post to YouTube. Uh, I'll, you know what? I'll set it up tonight so that way it goes out tomorrow um, around noon. So the continuation of The Medium, it continues. I didn't finish the game yet. We weren't as close to the end as I thought that we were. Um, so I'll have another one there, but at least we are moving it ahead. So I'm happy about that. Nice. What is the medium? So the medium is a game that's produced by, I think the company is called blooper. They are the team responsible for the Blair Witch video game that came out last year or two years oh, ago. So is this supposed to be like a horror game? Yeah. So it's a horror game. The medium is the first, I think was the first exclusive Xbox series S slash X game. The first game that you could only get on Xbox Series S and X and was not backwards compatible for the Xbox One. And the game follows this woman who is dealing with this like supernatural world. And the game is running, and this is why you know you need the S or the X. Um, the game is running simultaneously on two different engines, or like two different games are running at the same time, to where you're walking around in one world, but then you're also walking around in this like spiritual world, and sometimes you have them both up side by side and it's it's kind of like stranger things where there's like the upside down you know it's like right right it's sort of similar to that in a way um it's a lot more creepy um but you know so you you might walk around the room and you there's an object that's in like the spiritual world that's not in the regular world or vice versa or you might have to turn something on in the real world in order to access it in the spiritual world so it's kind of neat because the puzzles are kind of like multi-layered like that right right um and it was just very uh it's a really cool game i really like it i like the aesthetics the sound design is just incredible man the sound it's the best sound design that i've heard in a game since maybe left for dead um it is just like it's it's eerie and it gets your heart beating and um it's just it's it's a really it's a fun game that i've been playing through and i I wish i was more consistent in in playing it but i'm happy that i got to get back to it in the last week Nice. So you, did you by any chance play Titanfall 2, like the campaign for that? Is it any similar to that one no, mission? No, I didn't, okay. I didn't play Titanfall 2, so I'm not sure the mission that you're talking about. Okay. Um, that's a that's a campaign that I want to go through, though. I heard that was really, really good. Wait, so you did or you haven't gone through I've, it? I'm I haven't. Now. Sorry, I haven't <laughs> gone through it. I heard that it was very, very good, though. Right. Okay. There we go. All right. I, I want now to I'm on the same page it, as you. So, yeah. Have you played through it? I have, yes. Okay. Um, and there is this one particular memorable mission that very much reminds me of what you're talking about in oh. regards to the medium. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd love to touch that. I'd love to play that. I don't know why I said I'd love to touch. I'd love to play. That. I'd like. I would like to go to the store and I'd grab like to- the case. And just I want to touch that disc. Caress it. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you have Titanfall too? I just need to caress it for a minute. Um. <laughs> have I ever told you the story of when I bought all all the copies of Halo 3 and Halo 3 ODST in an EB games? <laughs> no, but you need to explain that right now. 
<laughs> so, okay, remember the first podcast that you were on of uh, mine? Uh, yes. Let's Talk Halo podcast, sorry, uh-huh. when we were talking about land, land parties? I do remember. Well, well my, my friend, <laughs> he forgot to bring all his copies of Halo 3 and Halo 3 ODST, and he kind of lives a couple hours away. Okay. So what we decided to do is we decided to go to EB Games, right, at the time. It seemed like the most logical thing. I don't know why. <laughs> So we went to EB Games, and I would go up to the guy, and I was just like, hey, so out of curiosity, do you happen to have Halo 3 on 360 and Halo 3 ODST on 360? Because, you know, we wanted um, we wanted the 360 copies, so then right. we can play, like, System Link on the 360 copies. And we I also remembered that Halo 3 ODST comes with the multiplayer pack. Right. Halo 3. Right. Right. <laughs> and they looked at me, and they were just like... You know, there's the Master Chief Collection out right now. Right? Oh, so this isn't. This is recent. This, this isn't, is recent. Whoa! <laughs> like in the past, like I want to say three years. That's it happened funny. in the past three years, right? And I looked. <laughs> They're like, there's a friend, game for this. <laughs> my friend looked him dead in the eye and he's just like, "Listen, how many copies of Halo Three and Halo Three ODST do you have?" Oh my God, that's and, funny. And so, and so he went. He, t- he checked and he's like, "I have uh, four copies of Halo Three ODST and we have two copies of Halo 3. And my friend looked at him. He's like, "We'll take them. We'll take <laughs> all of them." Dude, we that is out. funny. They spend <laughs> we... millions of dollars in production, so that way you didn't have to play those games anymore. And here you are going to GameStop in order to get the used versions we, of those. We That's bought so them. Funny. We, we bought them for like you know like four or five bucks each. So like, <laughs> I get it though. We did that with um. I mean, the Master Chief Collection wasn't out, but I remember buying the copies of. Halo 2 at GameStop, and GameStop also had the multiplayer map pack that you could purchase retail. Right, and right. And so I remember buying multiple copies of Halo 2 and the multiplayer map pack, which, now that I think about it, we probably didn't have to do it. We probably only had to buy one, because I think you just downloaded whatever it was, was Yeah, on you it. just downloaded it from the disc. Yeah, we definitely need, didn't need to buy multiple, but I, I remember doing that for like a LAN party that we threw. It's before the Master Chief Collection, but... Uh, so maybe like 2012 or, or something like that. It was it was after Halo Reach had come out. Um, but I remember going and trying to get Halo 2 and um, and the multiplayer map. Or maybe it was even earlier than that. I don't remember. But that's that reminds me of that, dude. That's so funny. That guy's probably <laughs> like, what are these guys doing? I mean, I, I I guess I did explain to him what we were trying to do, and he was trying to push on like, just do it on MCZ instead. Right. I'm like, well, like well, there's no system link. Have an Xbox One right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I totally get that. And, like, there's also no system link on Xbox One. So it's like you can't even set it up that way right. if you wanted to. That's that's another big thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Master Chief Collection is very difficult to get system link up and running. Even though they did have it at the time, it's just difficult to get it up and running. Right. I mean, how many pro events got delayed because they couldn't figure out a way to, you know, to get it to work? I mean, that was just like such a good move for halo infinite to kind of go back to the system link thing um but it was just kind of crazy that like they they didn't have system link for a halo game it was really weird um but anyway why don't we jump in here to um let's go ahead and jump in here to what we saw at e3 now there's a couple things i want to cover because it wasn't just like okay here's exactly what happened at e3 a couple different things happened there's the e3 presentation there was something that came out. Uh, there was a basically a uh, a cinematic. What what am I trying to say here? A cutscene. The, the campaign, like yeah. the cinematic cutscene. A cutscene right? from the yep. campaign. Then there was like a multiplayer reveal trailer, and mm-hmm. then the next day there was a Vidoc, 
Um, yeah, multiplayer overview. More multiplayer. And then there was an article posted on Halo Waypoint jumping more into the multiplayer. So I kind of want to touch on everything here. I think I want to spend a little bit more time. Actually, you know what? Let's just see where it goes. But let's start out with what we saw um, at E3. Let me get Real Mystery. I want to hear your initial... We kind of... It's good that we have you back here because we talked about, you know, what we... Last week, we talked about what we thought that we were going to see at E3. We got E3. Tell me your emotional state from start to finish for E3, um, starting with when you first saw, um, you know, that it was a Halo Infinite, you know, the Halo Infinite section of the Microsoft presentation, all the way through to the very end, everything that we got for the, the multiplayer. Take me just, you know, you don't have to get into detail, but just your overall feelings about where we're at right now post E3. All right, so when we when when Halo Infinite popped up at E3, I saw Joseph Stetton and I got excited. Uh-huh. <laughs> like immediately, I was like, yes, yes, okay. So we're bringing in the big guns for this. I was okay, so happy interesting. He was there. <laughs> right, and then you, you see you just you see jo- Joseph Stetton and Bonnie Ross, and I, I was excited to see Joseph Stetton for sure, uh, because I know there he's been off of Halo for a while, and he's extremely passionate about it. Yeah. right. It's it's one it's his baby. It's one of his. Anytime babies. I see him, I'm just like, yes, let's go. Whatever he says, like I'm all on board, dude. Just you tell he's me. He's so convincing, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, so, and, and, and when I, well, all I was thinking is everything that Joseph Satin was saying uh, was the right thing. It's the thing that we want to hear. Right. That's all I could say, right? Him and, 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 Bo, and Bonnie Ross, they were all saying the right thing, and, and that was a pretty solid start for me, right? And then we got the campaign, the campaign uh, trailer, uh, the cutscene, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. So this... So this thing, it was great, and just, I also have yeah. a different. I have also have like a slightly different opinion because I was looking at it. and I was just like, this is, huh? Okay. So when you look at this, this is like, <laughs> like when you look at Master Chief, he's uh-huh. like a symbol of three four three Industries <laughs> sifting his way through all this Halo. Oh, that's funny, dude. <laughs> right? Like, think about, and, and I don't know why. I don't know why this popped up in my head in that moment. I'm like, this is just, this is just an amalgamation of three four three Industries trying to show the world. <laughs> this is the shit that they have to get through just to nail this. Like, just imagine him pushing debris, and the debris is all the negativity or all the all the different opinions right. of that of like the Halo community right now, and like the guys coming in, and he's and oh sorry, the what's his name? I don't remember his name. The pilot's name. You can hear the pilot talking think, to Master Chief. Like everybody's he, just been calling him Brohammer, so I'm going with Bro that. Brohammer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you got Brohammer talking to Master Chief, saying like, "You only have one bullet," and I'm sitting there, I'm just like, "Yeah, they only have one bullet to make Halo." <laughs> That's really one. interesting. I like how you kind of put that together. I know, I didn't even think about that but you're right and like here's master chief going through all these obstacles you know he has like one shot to get through you know he throws a fusion coil blow oh my god what a cool part that was though where he throws the fusion coil nails it with the bullet and it blows apart the wall for him to kind of go through i really right. i thought it was it was very well right, done. But and that- he's still he's still continuing sifting through the debris and he mm-hmm. sees like a marine and he, he cradles it out cradles him out yeah. and i'm like is this like is this like some kind of like sprint or something like you know like he's just cradling it out the dead marines are all like the people who they've lost over the last the last yeah, five years exactly. trying to make halo infinite exactly chris and then, lee is the guy who we got the assault rifle from it's like oh sorry chris 
Right, exactly. And then, you know, then they then you've got all this other debris that's starting to, you know, come in on them and now he uses his grappling hook to like go through the uh the blast shield. Right. <laughs> I'm like, like, okay, that. here we go. This I is like how you put that you together. Know? I really do. <laughs> that was yeah, so that was like my initial kind of like thought. I was <laughs> that's the that's the first thing I thought of for some silly reason. Um it's just a it's just a symbol, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, yeah, I did not even think about that. Tell me, let, let's uh, let's actually stick on this part a little bit, and maybe we'll just go through this piece by piece. Um, okay, so you're you're watching this part. You're seeing the Master Chief, which, and, and I thought the cutscene was really cool, showing the dead Covenant, right? Showing the right. dead Marines, seeing how withered Master Chief's armor is. Yeah, he goes through, and then clearly they cut to another part. Where then he comes up against the the new Cortana. Take me through your experience seeing her, and just that whole cutscene. That like walk me through it. Tell me what you think. How are you feeling about what you're seeing? I was confused, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Like I guess it seems logical. And then when you sit down and kind of think about it, they've kind of I guess they've kind of hinted towards this in Halo Four yeah. with their like, oh, they're gonna replace me, and they heck, they might even give you a model that looks like me, and so right. on and so forth, right? Um, but all I could think of, you know, the the exchange between them, it seems like there was a plan, and that plan definitely failed. Yeah, right. right. So she says to him something like, uh, "She was sent to basically capture. She was sent to infiltrate and then like retrieve and capture Cortana." Right. And then bring her back to be deleted. Except that I think she said somebody else deleted her. And then as an AI, this new version of Cortana was supposed to also be deleted, you know, to prevent future Cortana incidents, I assume. Um, And what's interesting is um, she was not deleted. And the Master Chief basically says, like, all right, well, we're going to adjust the mission. We're going to find out why you weren't deleted. And then she's like, you can do that. You can just change the mission. He's like, that's how it always happens. What I really like about this is, is a couple different things. One, it's like, okay, if you are trying to keep together the core Halo, like I, I, I won't say the core Halo audience. I'll just speak for myself here. I love the dynamic between Master Chief and Cortana. I like it more than any other dynamic in any other video game between you and whoever your companion is. The idea of not having Cortana anymore was driving me nuts. The games are just not the same when you don't have Cortana in your ear with her sarcastic remarks and reminding and telling you kind of what to do. I think that it was a part of Halo that was just I really loved. And even the missions in Halo 3 where you don't have her always kind of bugged me. I always felt kind of alone playing through those missions. (laughs) So then in Halo 5 when you don't have her at all and it's just blue team talking, which is fine. Um, it felt like a little bit empty. So I've I've been sort of like, okay, well let's let's do a restart where we can go back in time and then we can have Chief and Cortana again. This idea of a new Cortana voiced by Jen Taylor replacing the other Cortana, I'm totally fine with. That actually really excites me and makes me happy because it's like, okay, we get a new Cortana model different from the old cortana model and props to jen taylor for her voice acting to where the cadence in her voice is different than the other cortana so like if you're just listening you can tell it's a different cortana model you don't even need to see the visuals because of how good of a voice actor she is um but i just i love the idea that we're going to have a game where you have chief and cortana um that a version of cortana yeah just that 
has me excited and and i understand why they can't go with the original version of cortana this story has already gotten so far away from that being possible you can't do it so a new cortana model i'm totally fine with and what i really like about this cortana model is like she's a little bit off she's not the same as the regular cortana she doesn't have the same personality it's clearly a different personality and what i like about that is that we get to see the development of Cortana's new personality and who that turns into and how that shapes her. Um, so for me personally, I love this direction. I absolutely love this direction, and I'm really excited to where to see where it goes. Um, I just love the idea of seeing two Cortanas like battling against each other in, in the AI systems or whatever. If you wanted to go back to my other analogy, you know how you have version 1.0 and version 2.0? Yeah. <laughs> you got the delay that occurred <laughs> from, like, you know, last E3 to this E3. Exactly. Exactly. It's exactly right. <laughs> I don't know why. Why does my brain think like this? <laughs> <laughs> just everything but, okay. turns into an analogy for 3 like, There's something there. There's something deeper. There's something deeper here. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, but another thing that was really great is, um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if you noticed this, but like, there was a lot more expression in Cortana's like facial reactions, mm-hmm. like when she's talking, and you know, you can genuinely see like this is how she's reacting, like you know, um, the the small little wrinkles and so on and so forth in her face when yeah. like her mouth is moving or when her eyes are being a bit more expressive, which was really which is really cool to see. Like the performance capture has just gotten that much better now. Yeah, the performance right? capture is clearly just state of the art right now. The voice acting from Jen Taylor is just fantastic, and um, yeah, I'm just I'm really I'm really excited by this idea of just having a, a new Cortana model to, to run around with that, that makes me feel like chief isn't going to be lonely. <laughs> and I think that makes me happy. <laughs> While he's just, he's sifting through all this, the debris. Like yeah, I'm every, so lonely. <laughs> every seven years, he's going to have to get a new girlfriend. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, what's really cool too, is that if you're somebody who's really, really into the lore, um, there's a major mirroring that's going on. When the Forerunners were battling the Flood, there was an AI called uh, Mendicant Bias, who was I've heard of cor- this. corrupted by the Flood and then <laughs> used by the Flood in order to destroy the Forerunners. Well, the Forerunners created a, another AI, sort of identical to Mendicant Bias, called Offensive Bias. And Offensive Bias, his whole purpose was to defeat mendicant bias so there's a lot of parallels that we're seeing with this new cortana model versus the old cortana and back in the forerunner uh flood war of mendicant bias versus offensive bias so it's actually really neat because it's this sort of repeat in history that's happening now right now the flood's not involved i don't know if they will get involved or not get involved but it's it's this like here's a copy of this original thing in order to battle that thing. And and I kind of like that for the sake of, you know, history repeating itself in the Halo universe. Um, I, there's like a, a lot of kind of callbacks to it and it feels, I don't know. Right. I yeah. Like what's, that, what's that saying? Like, uh, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it or whatever. Yeah. I think no matter and what, I, even if you know your history, you're doomed to repeat it probably. Well, but I mean, yeah, there's that. But then there's also like, they, you know, the whole, the firing of the ring the first time. Right. And yeah. even, I mean, any kind of species that happened that, that came after the fact wouldn't know what happened prior to it. It's exactly right. That's exactly right. right. 
So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of cool thought. And I yeah, I didn't really know much about Mendicant Bias. I've heard of Mendicant Bias. I never heard of the offensive bias that you're talking about. Yeah, the off- uh, the offensive bias was basically created by the forerunners in the same. It, not the exact same model, obviously, because it's it wasn't Mendicant Bias too. But it was like right. in the same way that this new Cortana is like kind of like uh, a mirroring of the old Cortana. It's the same exact thing with the offensive bias versus right, Mendicant right. Bias. So it, it for the lore nuts, it's really neat to see because it's like, oh, what's what's gonna happen here? Because you know the other bias didn't exactly. Uh, you know, succeed in his job. So, you know, it's kind of like, oh, what's what's going to happen here? You know, but it's it's a it's a cool callback. I think it's a really cool callback to that. Do you feel that the chills? I do feel it. <laughs> I have to say when it comes to the campaign um, and this is something else that I, I you know, I want to ask you and, and I actually kind of want to chart this moving forward. Really, where are you at when it comes to excitement for the campaign itself? If we had to make a number out of 10, zero being you're totally turned off by this campaign, 10 being you're super excited, just everything looks amazing, where are you at in terms of excitement for the campaign of Halo Infinite? After seeing the, uh, the that cutscene? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'll just and all say, the things that they wanted to talk about? Generally, just everything that they've said, the cutscene, everything that we've gotten so far up to this point, where are you at on the campaign? excitement wise i would definitely put myself at a solid eight okay out of ten okay um i just you know um it's just nice to be able to see that we are continuing with a story master chief is the center of said story right i'd like to see more you know character development and so on and so forth right yeah. i'm just glad to be having new material for the master chief that i can play as you know yeah and experience um so i mean just that that alone puts me at you know the eight okay Okay. Um, and now you've got, you know, you've got your theory on like how this whole thing's going to unfold and all of the I guess the analogy what what's the actual particular term <laughs> for what I came up with earlier? What's the specific term for that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I love that you're just seeing everything through like, uh, this reminds me of 343's journey. <laughs> what? Isn't art like a reflection of everyone's like journey? <laughs> Hey, you know what? That's actually a really good point, right? Maybe 343 sees themselves as like, hey, we need to spiritually reboot this game because we need to spiritually reboot ourselves. You know, maybe maybe there Ooh. actually is something to that. Ooh, this is getting really deep and philosophical. That is pretty man. deep, right? Maybe they went through Halo 4 and they're trying to figure themselves out. They go through Halo 5 and they're like, you know what? We need a new engine. We need a new core. We need a new something to drive us. And like, okay, we got to make a new engine. And then they're like, okay, what are we going to do here? We need to spiritually reboot the next game. So it's like, maybe it really is them like, hey, you know what? This is our fresh start for us. And that's good. Yeah. That's good. It's something that I feel like we kind of need too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. (laughs) I do think we need that. And I think uh, from what I can tell from other people, and we'll get into the numbers and some stats here in a minute. Uh, but it seems to be working what they're trying to do. Okay, so uh, that's pretty much it for the campaign part. There wasn't much. I was actually very surprised that there was anything campaign at all that they showed. Um, I think they did it for a couple reasons. One was to show everybody, hey, look at these graphics. They look a lot right. better, don't they? Right. And they do look a lot better. Right. Um, and if you've been able to watch this on YouTube in 4K in like the highest frames per second or whatever, 
it looks gorgeous. It looks so gorgeous. So I'm really happy to see some more Halo Infinite cutscenes and stuff like that. Um, campaign, I have to put myself at a nine. I don't think nine. I am so excited for the, this campaign is everything that I want it to be. It is a continuation of Halo Infinite. Nice. They have me convinced like them going up against the banished and being on a Halo ring, doing the whole spiritual, uh, you know, spiritual reboot, all these callbacks to the original Halo. I'm, I'm getting these vibes and I'm getting these feelings of like, I'm going to be able to disappear in this campaign for hours and hours and hours. And I'm just going to be able to play and explore. And that's all I want to do on it on a Halo. And I think that there's obviously some things that would get me a little bit more excited. So it's hard for me to even say that there is a possible 10 out of 10. But this idea that once you pick up some equipment, it's going to open up other areas of like the Halo that you weren't able to get to before. It just like I just I love this kind of like semi open world thing that they're going for. And I don't exactly understand it, but I think right now I am so excited. I think that they are really evolving the way that they're doing Halo campaigns. And I, I think this is a much needed change. And I think for me, I would have been fine with a linear game with 15 levels that just tells more of a story. But this idea of having this like Halo Infinite open world kind of thing, we're going to be telling more stories over the next 10 years within Halo Infinite. I'm 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 good for it. I am good. I am excited. I'm happy about this. Put me at nine out of 10 on this campaign in terms of excitement. I am so excited for this. Nice. Solid eight and a solid nine out of yeah. 10. What does that put us at? Uh, eight and a half. <laughs> now, if Jimmy we were here, the, if Jimmy were here, say, the can average. Can we guess what Jimmy would say? Now, like, you know, what his number would be the average here. If Jimmy were here, he'd probably give it a two. I don't even. I don't even know if he's gonna touch the campaign. I'm giving him a, a little bit of a hard time here, but I'm not even sure he's gonna touch the campaign. Um, he might just for the sake of the podcast, but I, I, I don't know if he's excited for it at all. He's not really into the Halo story the way that I am. Or the way that you are, so I'm not. Right. I'm really not sure where he would put it. I don't know if he's seen enough from the campaign. This is something else I want to talk about. I don't know if three for three has shown enough of the campaign or hyped up the campaign enough to really attract new people to the campaign. It's something that we're going to talk about a little bit later too, because I think they're doing the same thing with multiplayer. Um, is there anything else about what we saw or what we've seen about the campaign that you want to touch on before we move on? Um, I mean, the only other thing I can think of is, um, and I don't know if this is something that popped up in your head when they show Zeta Halo, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Does it not feel like Forge World to you? It's kind of interesting. You said that. I don't know if I've really thought about that before, but you know what? The more I think about it now, it, I mean, it's the same trees, right? It's the same Pacific just, Northwest yeah, kind of feel. Every and... time I've seen that so far, all I could think is Forge World. That's well, all I could think for some reason, and I that. feel like I just ruined it. Ruined it for you. Now you got an eight out of ten, don't you? I'm still nine out of ten because even if <laughs> even if the whole thing is really built on just a more advanced Forge World, I mean Forge World, you know, really is just kind of a uh, a blank canvas, it's if you will. Blank canvas. So in a way, you know, all of Halo is Forge World. So like, what I was kind of hoping was, you know, just maybe another environment. I will say it looks like we're really getting and that's something that would probably push me to 10 out of 10 is like it seems like the only biome that we might get is this Pacific Northwest 
kind of foresty pine woods, right. trees, lakes, creeks. Right, right, right. They're keeping um, everything kind of close to the chest. Yeah, I would like right. to see that a little bit more expanded. I don't see any reason why there couldn't be a part of the Halo that has volcanic activity. I don't see why there couldn't be a part of the Halo that has like a desert. I mean, geez, even the uh, the Ark had a desert, right? So it's like right, right, exactly. We could get some more biomes, and maybe there will be more parts of the Halo that are accessible in the future that have more biomes. Um, that well, is, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Definitely, we will be getting all those different kinds of environments, right? That it's is, just that, well, like, I mean, it would have been know. nice to. I mean, they didn't. They didn't come out and say that. You know, they they have said that they have taken the. They have done a, a lot of like research, and um, they named like all the places in the United States that they went to in order to kind of research environments. And Jimmy was telling me that one of the places that they went to was in Utah, and is kind of deserty. So maybe we will get a little bit more deserty kind of. But I, like in the same way, like you ever play Minecraft? A very long time ago. There are like very, very distinct biomes, right? There's like right. You, when you're in the jungle, you are clearly in the jungle. When you're right. in the icy world, you are clearly in the icy world. When you're on the beach, you know you're on the beach. When you're so it's like I would like to see a little bit more of that in Halo Infinite. I'd like to see some more diversity. And look, if you think about Halo One, we had a jungle on the level three four three Guilty Spark. We ha we had a jungle. Right. We've right. had deserts. We've had yep, we've had the beach on Silent Cartographer. Yeah, we had the beach. We've had cold tundras. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had forests. Salt we... on the control room. Exactly. And two, two trails. Um, I mean, we've had just about everything. It feels like. I mean, I, obviously, we could have more, but I I would hate to see Halo Infinite limited to what they have right now. But I am okay with it as the base of this game. We'll see what they do moving forward. But that honestly the way that they have the campaign set up so far ha like I, I can pass for not having more biomes at least at launch right um and then one last thing i kind of uh wanted to kind of i don't know was it after oh it might be after the multiplayer trial. never mind we'll come back to it at some point okay um right, yeah let's go ahead and move on to the multiplayer reveal um, this trailer was basically a montage of different gameplay from Halo multiplayer. They didn't exactly get into any kind of details about anything. And I will say immediately after this multiplayer reveal, I was incredibly disappointed that they did not go into more, um, about the multiplayer. But as soon as I signed out of, uh, Twitch, um, like on my phone after during my lunch break, uh, as soon as I signed out of Twitch, I went to YouTube just to kind of see if anybody had started talking about anything yet, which is kind of crazy to even think about. Oh, you know what? I think Hidden Xperia was doing like a live stream, so I kind of wanted to get his like initial reaction. Uh, but then I saw that Halo had posted, hey, tomorrow at 11 a.m. we're going to be doing a multiplayer breakdown. I was like, okay, great. At least they're going to show more about multiplayer in the next day. Mm -hmm. um, and they did. But the trailer itself, I've rewatched it a few times, and I'm going to play it right now just kind of in the background um and kind of mute it just because i want to sort of be refreshed on some of the things that we saw during it um but why don't you tell me a little bit about what you got from it what you you know did it hype you up for the multiplayer are you really even hyped up for multiplayer generally give me your give me your sense on halo infinite multiplayer in regards to halo multiplayer under uh, the trailer that at least we saw i'm so disappointed there was no battle royale <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny dude <laughs> 
It's just, you know what? Halo's going to fail now because of the lack of Battle Royale. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> <laughs> if, <laughs> That's really funny, actually. I'm sorry. I've been queuing that up for so long for myself. <laughs> That's really funny, dude. Jimmy, if I didn't do you any justice, I apologize. <laughs> I think, no, but all... Sorry, go on. No, 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 go ahead. I, I think that's pretty much all that Jimmy would say. It's like, uh... I, I, I mean, I talked to him earlier today, and I'm kind of glad that I talked to him so I could kind of speak some of what he was thinking. But he was underwhelmed. He was very underwhelmed. They did not what he got from it was this seems like halo 5 too this seems like more of the same is what he got and i think my initial reaction was kind of similar to that i sort of felt like okay this kind of looks like it it, it looks like halo for sure but i don't see anything that really makes me feel like oh, okay this is something you know what let me talk about the good of it first um Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm like all over the place here. Tell me more about your reaction to the multiplayer reveal. Because I, like, I, I'm sort of like, I'm trying to stop myself from getting fully into like my whole thing about it. And I, I want it to be, I want it to follow after seeing like the, the break. I, just tell me again, your reaction to the, to the multiplayer trailer. Um, well, Sorry. I mean, I did get, um, you know, the goosebumps a little bit as okay, I was good. seeing like all this little, you know, montage moments. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, that'd be so cool. If only I could pull something like that off. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, this guy has gone through, he's ran past this, he's jumped onto this, and, like, he's grabbed the weapon here, and somehow jumped onto a, hor uh, a wasp over here, and if that was me, I would have been squished three times over. <laughs> you know? My head would have been taken off. <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, all in all, I thought I thought it was enjoyable. It was definitely very enjoyable to watch. Did it get you hyped for multiplayer? Were you more excited for multiplayer after seeing this? I mean, I was more excited for Halo multiplayer in general. Like, it just made me want to kind of, you know, play Halo mm, again. Okay. So this kind of made you want to fire up, you know, MCC or Halo 5 or whatever just to get in there and like, you know what, I just want to play Halo now after seeing I, this. Yeah, yeah, okay. it, because um, a lot of the stuff kind of reminded me of like some moments that were in when, that happened in Halo 3, you know, like some like some seeing like broken warthogs just flying in the air and, you know, seeing like um, the, the wasps kind of coming in and you're trying to deal with this and deal with that at the same time. Right, like those kinds of moments were just always fun to watch. Um, what else? Oh, I need to kind of see it again. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of why there's I'm watching a, it right now, actually. Um, there's, so there's there's a lot to unpack uh, when you look at it uh, yeah. initially, and then when you look at it like you know in depth and in a bit more detail, there is quite a bit to unpack. Yeah, what what I you know what I think is really interesting here, and I'm I'm looking at some of it, so I'm just gonna kind of talk about what I'm looking at right now. When I first saw it start to finish, I felt a, a bit underwhelmed, and I was like, hey, you know what, I I don't know what I'm seeing in this. I didn't really know what I wanted to see, but I I, I remember thinking I want to be blown away, right. um, and I want to be I want to be blown away the way that I was blown away when I saw the Battlefield 2042 trailer. I wanted to be blown away the way that I was blown away seeing I just wanted to see something that was going to get me really excited and 
I'll say this before I get into the good stuff. I'm still a little bit worried that Halo is not going to be able to attract a lot of new players. However, looking at what we look at in this multiplayer reveal, there are a couple things that jump out that I think are very good. The first thing that I'm going to start off with the bat off the bat is saying the art direction. I think this idea of Spartans in Halo 5 looking kind of plasticky um, or in Halo 4 not really liking how they look. I think universally, from what I'm understanding from people who are on YouTube and in comments and stuff like that that I've been reading, people are thrilled with the art direction that Halo Infinite's taking. The Spartans look more gritty. It looks more serious um less shiny i guess um and i think really that, you see less shiny i see a lot like it seems very shiny to me yeah i think compared to halo 5 spartans i think they the armor looks more battle oh you're, ta- oh, you're talking specifically about the armor okay i'm talking about like environments oh no not environment in. yeah environments are pretty shiny um but yeah. the, the spartans themselves i think they look more they look more rugged they look they they look more like the Spartans from Halo Three in my opinion in terms of like like they almost look more matte than glossy you know what I mean like they they right, look they right, look yeah. more battle worn I don't know how else to word it other than that they look more matte than glossy I think is probably the best way that I'll be able to come with, up with it um, they show off some new equipment items in the multiplayer reveal they show yep. this one thing where he fires off this thing from his wrist that creates this kind of like giant circle and within the circle you can see outline you can see outlines right. of players it's like it's almost like a promethean vision-esque yeah kind of, it's like... sort of like promethean vision but i think the way that it works is hey here's this here's this area where anybody can spot who's walking through it instead right. of like okay you can see anybody and no matter where they're at so i, I think in that way it's not as game-breaking as promethean vision was um i kind of like I kind of like that 343 was able to go, hey, what's some thoughts that we had before and can we turn them into equipment? Hey, remember Promethean Vision? Well, what if we just limited it to like a small area? And I, I think that that works for competitive play. I think that mm-hmm. it works for, you know, just anybody kind of turning on the game and playing. Um, I, I, I kind of like that. The next thing that they show is the grapple hook. And this one Spartan grabs a sniper rifle, use the grapple hook from the ground on up against the ceiling, flies up to the ceiling, lets go of the ceiling, looks down, snipes some dude in the head with a no scope. You hear the announcer, Jeff Schultz or whatever his name is, goes no scope. So they got rid of the snapshot thing. They call it no scope, which is cool. And then he beats a dude down from behind and then uses some crazy gun, which ricochets off the ceiling and then hits some guy. So there's it's looking the way that the equipment is working in this game i'm excited by right these aren't things that people are starting out with in the very beginning of the game Mm -hmm. these are things that you pick up on map so not everybody's running around with these things but they're just kind of showing them showing them off um and i kind of like that the next piece of equipment that they show is this uh deflector thing so there's this guy with a hammer and he beats somebody down and i think the beat down animation looks really cool there's a dude above him shoots a plasma pistol at him and he uses this piece of equipment which deflects the plasma pistol and now we've we've uh it was confirmed a little bit later on that this deflects pretty much anything bullets rockets supposedly uh maybe people even like if you got close to somebody could you like push them back i, I think just maybe you could <laughs> i love the idea the of just like pulling this out and <laughs> knocking people off of the ledge and stuff like that like i think that that would be really funny uh, but he de- he deflects the plasma pistol back at this guy who shot it. Dude loses right. his shield. He pulls out his BR, which sounds oh so crispy. Finishes mm-hmm. him off with a headshot. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they show some more. Let me see here. Some guy was using a grapple hook and he sticks him as he's going up. Pretty good shot. Oh, um, they show this thing, um, this like little AI companion, which they talk about the next day. Um, right. Sorry. Don't forget about that half bubble shield looking deployable cover looking thing. Yeah. There's the deployable cover, um, which, which has like panels that you can like shoot. Yeah. Uh, yeah shoot and destroy. So and ultimately and it, take out your enemy. Exactly. So there, yeah, it looks like, you know, you, you can do a certain amount of damage to one of the panels and that removes it, which I actually like. I think that that's a good way to kind of counteract that the idea. And I was worried about it. Like the idea that you have this one sided thing where, you know the enemy can fire out of it but you can't fire into it was just like kind of crazy to me so seeing it in action here makes me feel like oh you okay this is this will work this is going to be fine mm-hmm. um let me see as they move on here so then they move on to some big team battle stuff and this is where i think three for three is trying to show people hey this is the reason to return to halo this is the crazy combat that you remember when you were playing this game before so this spartan goes out he used a grapple shot to pick up this weapon and i forget the name of the weapon something with an s it was called the skewer that's it the skewer and it looks like this giant harpoon gun and there's this scene where you see this warthog driving up and this dude fires the skewer and the impact that this thing has is just so cool the warthog's driving the skewer fires off it's this like torpedo looking or harpoon looking thing that hits the front of the warthog and the warthog just goes completely flipping over uh being carried by the momentum of of the harpoon thing and honestly it 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 looks like something that i think will be so much fun to fire um Mm -hmm. if you're going to be able to flip over warthogs like that and and who knows what that's going to do to spartans or to other vehicles that has me really excited so as i'm breaking this down you know, sort of scene by scene by scene and, and what we're seeing here. What I'm noticing is that there's a, a lot of new toys in the sandbox. Right, right. And I think that that is the proper evolution of Halo multiplayer. I do. Right, there was like, uh, I want to say like a kind of scattershot gun that you saw. Yeah, yeah, the thing that banked off the ceiling and then hit that guy. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Uh-huh, yeah, that, uh-huh. that exact same thing. That looked kind of cool. I don't know if that I couldn't tell if that's you know banished or if that's also a foreigner. Yeah, I didn't know what that was either. That's a good point. I think it might be forerunner because it it like uh, it dissolved the guy, but not right. in the Promethean way that we're used to. He kind of like vanished as like a ghost almost. It was almost like a purple cloud. So it it didn't really behave like a covenant weapon, but it it looked right. like something different. So I think you might be right with a forerunner weapon. I think that would mis- make sense too. If we're talking about like what kind of new weapons we're gonna get uh, in this game, they haven't confirmed anything about Forerunner weapons. But if there was a Forerunner weapon, I mean that looks like one. It, it does. Look, it definitely does. Doesn't look like anything that we've seen before. Um, so that would be kind of cool. You just I didn't even think about that before. If we get like Forerunner style weapons, I think that that'll be pretty dope. Um, the next thing that they show is kind of this crazy scene of big team battle. And honestly, this is what I was watching where I was thinking to myself, like, this looks just like this could have been taken out of Halo 5. Nobody would have known the difference. Um, and I'm going to actually stand by that critique a little bit. I mean, there's some cool scenes here where, like, a dude gets sniped in the head. And then this other guy pulls out his harpoon gun and just, like, nails this other Spartan. Um, I think the visuals look really good. Again, the graphics look really good. They're showing classic halo games in a modern halo and uh i think that's the point that they were trying to make now here's an interesting thing 
um, if you're thinking about like, hey, what's the differences between this multiplayer and old multiplayer? The guy who has the flag does not have a magnum out. So in Halo 4 or in Halo 5, you pick up the flag, you also get a magnum uh, right. that you can shoot people with. In this Halo, it looks like you pick up that flag, you got it with two hands, and you can even sprint. Um, so they're showing the fly guy hopping to Warthog. The Warthog's driving off. Again, this is something that could have been in Halo 5, which is why I think some people are a little bit underwhelmed. Um, another thing that happens is they show uh, it goes from the big team battle thing back to some other mode. And there's clearly somebody who sprayed a Master Chief thing up on the wall. So if we get custom sprays that we can kind of spray on the wall as like your Spartan, I think that that's a really cool, unique thing. Not unique to Halo because that was in counter-strike i mean that's in so many other yeah, games it's been in so many other games but i love the idea of being able to spray in halo i think that's a cool thing i think the oddball looks really cool um oh yeah yeah the oddball looks really neat yeah um they show some other things here that we've already seen before this guy grapples a fusion coil out of the air out of nowhere and throws it at a uh, a gun goose it looks like and i think that that's pretty cool then they yeah. show off this what i assume is going to be the the armor that everybody's going to want in the first battle pass it's this samurai armor, which honestly looks, it honestly looks really sweet. I ever since they did the centurion uh, armor in Halo Five, that like Roman looking helmet, I love right. the idea of like taking like, you know, uh, helmets from different factions and empires throughout history and incorporating them into Halo. I actually think that that's really cool, and I would love to collect those. Um, and then that's kind of it for that reveal. So they show a bunch of different things. And, and the first time I saw it, I was totally underwhelmed. But as I've been watching it more and more and more, um, I'm starting to get a little bit more excited about, about what we saw there. Um, yeah. Um, don't forget yeah. they brought back the mechanic of like using a grenade explosion to grab uh, or to pop up like other weapons like i forgot yeah. what it's called uh so, there's a particular technique or whatever a skill uh combat called. evolved in halo right, yeah. 5 you get the combat evolved uh thing like you could throw a plasma grenade down and if it was close to a weapon spawn it would blow the weapon up into the air so this mm -hmm. samurai takes out a sidekick I, I love the animation by the way did do gets a headshot on the one spartan the spartan's head just kind of like flips back as he falls backwards i mean it, <laughs> it looks again the more i look at it the sicker it looks the more i get excited about just the way everything's interacting um but he blows the sword into the air he catches it in the air and then uses the sword to slash at somebody um i like that i think it looks cool um so visually i think it looks great the new toys that we're getting in the sandbox, I think are really exciting. Um, I am still, I'm one area where I'm a little bit concerned and still a little bit scared is I, I felt like big team battle in halo four seemed to work really well. Big team battle in halo five. I just felt like it was a super cluster mess. Um, I felt like vehicles were virtually pointless in halo five. It felt like you got into a vehicle and just, you just got plasma pistoled and then shot out of it. And then that was basically it. I'm hoping that the vehicles in Halo Infinite are a little bit more buff, um, which is strange because there's some vehicles in Halo 5 that take forever to destroy. So it's like... The Mantis. Oh, the Mantis <laughs> is so annoying. I, I feel like it's not... I feel like the Mantis is, is very poorly uh, balanced. Um, and, and I'm just... I'm hoping that they... I'm hoping that it just... It works better in this game. And I'm not going to knock it until i play it i'm just going to say that i'm still a little bit concerned the way that uh vehicles are treated in modern halo 
I think ever since they introduced the one mechanic where you use a plasma pistol and all of a sudden that vehicle shuts down for a couple seconds, I think that that has just been sort of like the death of vehicles. And I would rather have more toys on the map to blow up vehicles and, you know, maybe make a sticky grenade and instant kill on like every single vehicle rather than do the thing with, with the plasma pistol where you're driving and then all of a sudden you're stuck. I just, I think that that's the most annoying thing as a player when right. you're driving and it's got to be infuriating. Do you remember how powerful the Spartan laser used to be in like yes. Hillary? Yes. Right now it takes like two or three hits to kill. It's very strange, man. It's really strange. I'd be okay. You know what I'd really be okay with too? And and maybe they'll do this because the vehicles are going to be, you know, destructible in different ways. Like, okay, let's say the Spartan laser, let's say you miss the driver, right? But like you hit the wheels. Okay, like if the back of my warthog gets completely destroyed, but I'm still alive, and then I can like maybe jump out of the warthog because like the vehicle doesn't work. Like mm -hmm. I, I'd, I'd be okay with that, you know, from the Spartan laser shot. But the idea that it takes two full Spartan laser blasts to destroy something is kind of crazy to me. I think if you have a Spartan laser blast right where the driver is supposed to be, like in a wraith, I feel like that should kind of kill them. I really do. Um, yeah. And sticky grenades, man. If you stick a warthog, I feel like you should get the reward of watching that thing blow up. The idea that you would have to stick a warthog twice to me is a little crazy too. I don't know. I don't remember how many uh, grenades it took to take down a warthog in Halo Three to in have Halo it, like, 3, it was flipping like crazy. One plasma pistol would destroy it. I believe. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I believe it was one plasma pistol. One, uh, not plasma pistol. One plasma grenade would uh, would destroy it if you stuck it. Right. Yeah. Same thing with the banshee. You stuck it. Boom. Done. I like that we are seeing the banished themed covenant vehicles as well like the yeah, chopper they, it was yeah. nice to see the chopper back chopper looks cool the chopper does look cool and the chopper is was that in halo 3 multiplayer that much i don't remember the chopper yeah it was definitely in uh, halo 3 multiplayer okay it was well used kind of like the ghost uh yeah it was actually okay for whatever reason i'm kind of like not really remembering um i was trying to think a of, lot like... of uh sand trap sand trap had it a lot oh, in sand sandbox and like you know that map avalanche used it I always think of the map um, Valhalla whenever I think of Halo 3 multiplayer. Well, yeah, that's the that was the map that everyone went to. <laughs> so I don't know if it was on Valhalla. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I don't remember. Um, but so from what I see... Oh, uh, here's some other important notes that I got from watching this one professional analyst look at this. Um, uh, sliding is back. Sprinting is obviously back. We saw that before. Clamber is what? back. Oh, come on. Sprinting's <laughs> back. But we knew oh. about that from before. Interesting note. <laughs> sprinting looks like it's a lot less a lot slower. Um uh, let me let me phrase it this way. The difference in speed between your base walking speed and your sprinting speed seems smaller in Halo Infinite than it was in Halo 5. That has me very happy. Um, on top of that, in Halo 5, if you were sprinting and then you wanted to shoot your gun, there was like half a second delay or maybe a second delay between stopping sprinting and then being able to shoot somebody. Mm -hmm. This right. looks instant. It looks instant. Uh, the one scene where the guy reflects the plasma pistol back up at the guy. Um, uh, he uses the piece of equipment to reflect the plasma pistol, pulls out his BR, right. shoots the guy. He starts sprinting, and then when he sees somebody, he stops sprinting and immediately goes into gunfire. So the idea that you can transition from sprinting to being able to shoot somebody instantly has me very happy. The idea that sprinting doesn't give you as quick 
as you know a faster as fast of a speed from your base walking like it, it just it seems like a perfect marriage to me between the old halo and the new halo i understand we're not going to be able to get rid of sprint i still would prefer a halo without sprint but if we are going to have sprint i prefer a faster base speed and then the sprinting not doing as much of a difference so that way you don't have feel like you have to sprint everywhere you could right. play this game a little bit more tactically and because um you can sprint and then immediately go you know into pulling out your you know shooting your weapon it sort of negates a lot of the issues that i've had with sprint before in previous halo games so i'm really excited and i'm really happy about what i'm seeing from just the halo infinite uh sandbox and mechanics i'm very happy about it um, I mean, another good thing about changing the speed for sprint is that you don't have to make as large maps now because, you know, exactly. in Halo 5, I exactly. feel like I spend a lot exactly. of time on Big Tim Battle just sprinting to yes. places. Yes, you're right? exactly You can right. now shrink the size of the map a little bit and get more, you know, combat going in a shorter period of time. You right? can shrink the size of the map. And if you do that, you're going to have faster paced games where people are getting into battles quicker. Um and then you don't have that delay between sprinting and shooting. So it's going to feel you're not going to feel like you have to travel so far. You get into a battle, you die. Oh, I guess I got to travel for another however long to get back to the battle because of right. the smaller map size, because of the way the me mechanics are designed. We'll be able to get into the action faster. And mm -hmm. that has me that has me jacked. That is why I'm actually very excited about this multiplayer as it plays mechanically. Um I'm going to get into a little bit about what I'm concerned about before we get into more of the multiplayer things that I, uh, I'm happy about. So th that was it for the multiplayer reveal. Here's where uh, I'm not a, a 9 out of 10 on the multiplayer, and I'm actually a lot lower. I, I think that... And look, maybe Halo has the stats to back this up, but it is clear that they do not believe that they need a game mode like a battle royale or like a higher high play count uh for halo infinite in order to in order to work with its audience i think so and, and here's what i mean by that if you're not a halo fan i don't know if there was anything that we saw that would attract non-halo fans i think if you're looking at e3 and you're just a, a a general gamer, okay? If you're a general gamer, generic gamer, and you're looking at E3, I don't know if you're getting excited about Halo Infinite multiplayer. I think you're getting excited about Battlefield. I think that looks pretty incredible. Um, and I think that they did a lot of things to kind of show why this is, why you need to play this. Um, I think if you're a Halo fan, you're very happy about what you saw at E3. If you're not a Halo fan, I, I'm, I'm not convinced that the general gaming community is really excited about Halo, and I don't know if you're going to be able to attract new members. Now, uh, and this kind of gets into the Halo Waypoint blog post that they made. They are doing this thing, and tell me what you think about this, this Halo Academy um, where you will be able to set up custom matches versus bots, there's going to be a firing range where theoretically you'll be able to take whatever weapon you want and kind of practice your skill with it. Um, they showed a one scene where like there's just this guy who was kind of like just running forward and you could kind of practice shooting him as he was moving. So I, I, I like that. 
and it's clear that they think, hey, we're going to have a lot of new players. How are we going to keep these new players? Okay, let's get them into an academy where they can play against bots and they can practice the movements and they can practice so that way they're ready to get into the multiplayer. I'm wondering, Mystery, and tell me what you think about this. My theory is that they saw the amount of people play Halo 4 and drop off, and then they saw the amount of people who played Halo 5 and drop off. They probably had stats on new players and how quick it was or how many little games they played and then kind of disappeared. And then they thought to themselves, okay, maybe we can keep a lot more of these people if we have this academy thing where new players can come to to learn how to play Halo um, in order to retain those newer players. That's kind of my theory. Um, and it seems like it seems like to me they think that the the free to play multiplayer is going to be enough to attract a bunch of new people and hopefully this academy helps keep them. That seems to be their plan rather than coming out with a game mode that's going to blow people away. Because let's be honest, the big team battle that they're talking about is 12 players versus 12 players. It's not that much different from 8 versus 8. I mean, in Halo 5 we had Warzone which was 12 versus 12. So it's not like they're coming up with a new shiny thing for us to get into. It's the same old Halo, so to speak. Um, and Massive like, air quotes. <laughs> right. Same old Halo, new sandbox and everything like that. But arena multiplayer. Okay, we can say that. Arena multiplayer, big team battle, not super high player counts like you're getting with Battlefield or any of these other games. Um, so arena multiplayer, Halo as we know it, um, but just... It looks like with free to play and this academy they're hoping to attract people with the free to play and then hold people with the academy that's what i'm getting from it i don't know if it's right or wrong i'm not going to say i'm right um but that seems to be my theory what do you what do you think about that i think that's a solid theory i mean it only makes sense right? i mean they had to have had the discussions about a battle royale they had to have had discussions about big team battle with 25 spartans versus 25 spartans i mean why would you not go for that it has to be because you think, nope, Halo's good the way that it is. We just need to help keep people around. That's. I, I have a feeling that they also took a look at like you know Master Chief Collection and like all those new improvements that they made to Master Chief Collection and took a look at stats and see what what other people are playing, mm. you know, on a constant basis. Like you know, you're, it's so quick to find a Halo Three match. Right. Halo Three is so beloved. Right. Right. So when you have when you're um. What was the point I'm getting at? Like, when you have the the kind of multiplayer that they, they seem to have built, where it looks like Halo 5, the movement feels like Halo 5, but you also have equipment that is, like, very much related to Halo 3. Correct. Right? Um, so it's kind of like merging the two and trying to get the best of both worlds because, you know, movement's a huge thing in Halo 5. Right. Right? Getting across the map is, is absolutely, like... It's big. <laughs> you kind of have to, and you have all these different forms of, of of doing it. You know, with your with your thruster pack, with your clambering. I mean, clambering is back in Halo Six. It looks like, or Halo Infinite. It looks like, right? Yeah. Um. So like all those things are all back. Um. So they, I guess they were kind of just. Yeah, you're right. They're taking a look at stats and trying to see like, okay, how do we make this fit? And then also, how do we make it so we can retain the player count? Yeah. And the biggest thing for that was definitely free to play. Yeah, free-to-play right. is definitely like, okay, how can we get the most people in on this? Okay, let's make it free-to-play. How do we keep them? Let's do this academy thing for brand-new players who don't know how to play Halo or, you know, whatever, or, or people who just want to get a little bit better at Halo. I imagine that the bots will have different settings where they can be easier or harder. So 
and look maybe that works out really well i don't think that i'm convinced it's enough to bring in a lot of new people but mm-hmm. i could be wrong i could be wrong they again if they're looking at the data and the data suggests hey we get a lot of people we actually get a lot of people who turn on halo it's just they turn it off too quick maybe this academy and free to play is the move that might be the right strategy and look with Halo Infinite, it's very clear they're going to be able to add modes. It's very clear that this is going to be very community-friendly, where people are going to be able to come up with game modes, and I'm sure there's going to be a custom browser day one, and people are going to do right. custom Forge. games like crazy. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Forge is enough. Like, yeah. yeah, the idea that they wouldn't have Forge at launch for two games in a row would just be absurd to me. I think they got enough feedback where they know, okay, Forge is going to come out day one. We're going to have mm-hmm. custom games. We're going to have a custom game browser. And that, again, and if you're doing free-to-play, that might be enough. That might be enough. That that might actually work. Um, you know, if this so, is three... Go ahead. I, got I was going to ask a question. Um, Call of Duty has bots uh, in like their custom games and so yep. on and so forth. Do you yeah. think that is something that Call of Duty has to retain player count as well for people that are newer to the game? It's a good question. I know Call of Duty has the same has the same formula for the most part or you know the same mechanics for the most part yeah that's a really good question i'm honestly not sure the answer to that um if they have continued to program in bots and have that for every single call of duty then my imagination or i would imagine that yes that helps with retention um call of duty is also just very easy to kind of pick up though so i don't know that's true Call of Duty is very easy. But then, you know, there are some folks that do like to have, you know, a very simple player versus the player versus what is it, environment or enemies or what is what's sure. PvE? Yeah, PvE. Right? People like that that kind of experience. And, you know, yeah. some people, they'll play PvP and they'll be just like, you know, this is not for me. I would much rather play with the bots. Right. And I right. remember, like, when Perfect Dark was on the Nintendo 64, I remember playing custom games all the time against bots. And it would be like, okay, I got seven people on my team. Then there's me and I'm versus, you know, eight yellow guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember playing hours and hours and hours like that because it felt like, well, it was like an experience that you couldn't get in the game. I mean, you know, nowadays it's very different because you can just fire up a game mode where you get that many players and you're going up against them. But playing against bots is a very fun experience if you are not having a good time against a bunch of, you know, regular, you know, people who you're playing against or, or if you're newer to the game. I, I really do believe that that's actually really smart. And I love the idea that if you're in a ranked game and somebody drops out, instead of it being four versus three, it's going to be four versus three, but with a bot. So, like, at least you'll have another teammate there who's going to be bot controlled. I'm not sure the skill level of the bot, and that might become right, an issue. That gets very finicky now, right? But I would rather have a body that is calling out teammates or calling out enemies and, and participating rather than it just being a straight up. I mean, I would rather, like, let's say you're the last person on the team, Real Mystery. Would you rather have a 4v1 where you're just spawning and getting murdered every single time or a 4v4 but it's just you with three bots so like at least there's something you can do there yeah yeah there is yeah there is definitely something you can do there i actually i really like the idea of just kind of filling in bots in place of players that are missing i i actually i think that that's i think that that's really good too um that was another thing that they they talked about in the article so having the bots i think is is a really good move um let me see here something else that i want to talk about the battle pass 
Um, so they specified that they're going to have battle passes, obviously, for a free-to-play game. That That's really no surprise. I think we all kind of knew that. They have a battle pass right now in Master Chief Collection. What's really cool about mm-hmm. the battle pass for Halo Infinite is that all, like, it, there's not a time expiration on the battle pass. So let's say you jump into Halo Infinite when it is in the third season of the battle pass. Mm-hmm. You will be able to purchase and unlock the first battle pass and the second battle pass if you want to. And you can direct all of your attention to whichever battle pass you want to for what rewards they have. So let's say you jump in mystery and you get the first battle pass, you get the second battle pass, and then, I don't know, you do a semester at school and you're not playing Halo Infinite as much and you miss the third battle pass, but then you come back during the fourth battle pass. So you have all four battle passes, right? You just didn't unlock anything during the third one. Well, you have the ability to jump in whenever you want and then go back and do the rewards for that third battle pass at any point so you can unlock the armors that you want. I love that. In Fortnite, the game that really popularized battle passes, that was not the case. If you missed battle pass one, you missed battle pass one. You could not get those armors. You could not unlock them. Um, And if you didn't unlock all the armor before the next season, well, then you kind of got stuck with the battle pass that is kind of like half finished. You know, you didn't really, uh, right. you didn't unlock everything that you needed to. And, you know, sucks to be you, I guess. So what I really like about the way that they're doing this is like, there's not the fear of missing out. I'm like, oh no, I'm not going to be able to get this armor ever because I'm really busy because I'm moving. I'm not going to have access to internet. You know, you're going to be able to at any point, you know, after you purchase a battle pass, be able to unlock any of the items whenever you want at any point. I love that. I think that's a great decision, and I think that's very pro gamer. I'll say. Right. Um. Does do they say how much a battle pass is going to cost? No, they don't. They don't say how much it's going to cost. That is a little concerning to me. <laughs> yeah, I think in Fortnite, I want to say that they were. I want to say like ten bucks, maybe. Ten bucks ten for battle bucks pass. Every every, every battle pass, season right? was like ten bucks. It might have been more actually. The more I think about it, but if you completed the battle pass, then you earned back enough like in-game currency to unlock the next battle pass. So if you... oh, okay, so it's like the Call of Duty uh, battle pass, right? Where yeah. they have their COD points, and like throughout the battle pass, you have like a certain amount of points that you can earn. Now back. I don't I don't know if Halo Infinite's going to do it that way. I just know that oh, that's okay. how Fortnite did it, and that's how Call of Duty did it. I'd be surprised if Halo Infinite did not do something at least similar to that. Right. Yeah. Because, like, okay, how long are these seasons? What, a month, two months, two and a half months? Yeah, that was one of the things I was kind of thinking of. Like, if, if you're going to have, like, a one-month season, you're paying 10 bucks a month, right? That, that's a, that's that almost a subscription like a right there. Right, that seems like a lot to me. I'm 100% there with you. I don't think it'll just be one month. I don't even think the Master Chief, Master Chief seasons are a lot longer than one month, I believe. I think that they're two months. Oh, yeah, they're definitely much longer than a month They in, in the collection. Yeah, so... Like you want an incentive for people to get the battle pass and to continue playing, but at the same time, you don't want to make it so frequent that people are like, well, I'm not spending $20 on a battle pass every month for Halo Infinite. That seems crazy, which is I would say is crazy. So I'm sure that they're looking at the other games and saying, okay, what's the right what's the right balance here? Um, they also said that you don't have to do the battle pass, right? So like you don't need to do the battle pass, but if you want to unlock whatever armor is in it, then obviously you need to. Um, they also said that there's going to be a lot of armor that you unlock in-game 
outside of the battle pass. So there's going to be helmets. There's going to be other items that you unlock by doing. I imagine you would get something for finishing the game on legendary difficulty. I imagine that there will be something for, you know, maybe getting certain achievements and stuff like that. That I, I like that idea a lot. I'm definitely excited for something like that. It'd be nice to have that again instead yeah. of, you know, <laughs> you, get to, you get to really truly show your Spartan and be like, this is the achievement that I've kind of, you know. Hack. exactly exactly right? like i have this helmet because i put the work in right right and i want those pieces and there might be like i might see that ninja that uh the the samurai helmet and that might really get me hype and i'm like god i love that samurai but like if there's a helmet that i can wear that shows that you know i i went through the through the campaign on lazo difficulty or whatever legendary all skulls on like i might want to wear that to kind of show off hey look at what i did in this campaign i'm a beast you know versus like just whatever they have in the battle pass so i like the idea that they're gonna have both i really yeah, like that's that nice um they also confirmed that they're going to have uh they're going to have flighting later this i believe they said in the summer um Ooh, that's is, exciting yeah that is exciting it gives them a little bit of time to kind of tweak things if they need to tweak things um but you know the idea that we're going to have a proper beta you know in a way is exciting to me i'm happy about that so if yeah you... I, it's they use the word flighting and not a beta which is quite specific yeah do it's you like, think they're going to be using a beta at some point you think no. they're going to flight first beta later no i think they'll flight I think they'll flight because I, th I think the game is done. So they're going to use flighting. Hey, here's the game. Do we need to make any tweaks to the game? Let's take a look. I don't think it's going to be beta in the sense that like the game's not done. I mean, I guess if you're making tweaks to it, the game's never done. But um, in the sense of like having a beta versus the final release, I think the flighting is basically what multiplayer is going to look like. It's what multiplayer is going to be. And they will tweak some things if they need to based on feedback from everybody. Okay. I mean, do you think it'd be a good idea to have a beta? I don't think you need to. No, I, I think... I don't think so. I think you need to do something. I think you need to stress the networks. I think you need to make sure that, you know, the, the systems can handle the population of people that are going to play this game. I think if you do flighting, I think it's just as fine than doing a beta to be honest with you i'm not sure how much of a difference there would be between a beta and the flighting like if you wanted to do a beta it probably should have happened last year right right okay or at least earlier this year maybe yeah or earlier this year or early or yeah maybe in the winter time or something like that if you really had a lot of changes that you wanted to make um but i like the idea of flighting i think that that's a better system i think giving it to the halo insiders by the way if you're not a halo insider just google how to become a halo insider and you can sign up um is that easy just google it yeah and i think that they're wow. accepting people right now um so definitely and then basically what you do is you download a version you download an app basically called halo insider to your xbox and then you just fire that bad boy up whenever they are you know whenever they're doing things Oh, I, I think I do have Halo Insider. I'm not sure. I have to check. Yeah, double check. Make sure you have it so that way you can play Halo Infinite this summer. Um, <laughs> what Test was... it out for all its glory. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, they talked about players having, um, this is kind of another form of player expression, but like your own AI. 
So this is interesting. There's going to be the announcer who's going to let you know when you're doing, you know, cool stuff like snap or no scope, double kill, triple kill. But grapple jack, <laughs> grapple jack. If you if you caught that one in the uh, in the trailer, I did, I did. <laughs> um, but they're also going to give you an AI companion that will tell Yay. you what you need to do. Like, hey, get the flag back to your base. Uh, hey, go arm the bomb. Keep the bo-. like. So there's going to be up updates that you're getting um from your ai companion and i think that that's kind of a neat thing make you feel and they even showed like a little scene where the guy had his ai chip and he was putting it into his helmet so i like the idea Mm -hmm. of really kind of really connecting you as the spartan with your own ai and i don't know what types of personalities or what types of you know how the ais will look how they're all gonna sound but it sounds like another way to kind of like make you feel more immersed in the Halo universe by giving you an AI companion in the multiplayer. I actually think that that's really cool too. Just imagine an, an, um, an angsty teen AI. <laughs> <laughs> you can grab the flag if you want. Grab Take the it flag to the other side. Not. Mm, I don't want you want. I, you know, I don't care. <laughs> I would love like a nihilistic AI. It was just like, yeah, you're probably gonna lose, dude. You might die, but you know, good luck, buddy. It's like, what is this AI, dude? You're not very helpful, sir. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so far from what you hear, it seems like. Um... It seems like they are f- kind of friendly. It's like, hey, take the flag to the to your base at the ear- at your earliest convenience. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'd love like a sarcastic one. Say, so, hey, yeah, uh, maybe don't die. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, dude, you died again, and maybe don't do that next time you're alive. Say, like, what did my AI just say to me? Hey, hey, you, back off. <laughs> Your team is losing by this much. Maybe you should die, lad. <laughs> Might want to go back to the academy, my guy. <laughs> hey, try, yeah. hey, try the academy again, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, get, I would love to the, voice act. Give me the voice acting for an AI. I would love to come up with some have different that things. Specific effect where he looks like he's definitely not yelling into the mic. You know? <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, dude. Hey, don't die next time, okay? <laughs> My fucking AIs. <laughs> He's like talking shit on me. What is this about? Yeah, the shit talking AI. <laughs> I actually love that. I love that idea. Shit talking AI. <laughs> hey, my dude. Maybe don't get blown up next time, dude. <laughs> hey, maybe get a different guy to drive you in that war dog. What was he doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're onto something here. <laughs> I like that idea a lot, dude. I like that idea. I, I want that AI. <laughs> Just have daddy tracks in your ears. (laughs) Do you just get a player who just like kind of like runs into a battle, just gets killed in the AI? Just like, all right, yeah, run in the middle, get killed. Good move, my guy. Maybe we try something else next time. (laughs) Yeah, stop tunnel visioning the middle. (laughs) You seem to have a knack for dying. Let's try something. Let's try a different strategy, please. Yeah, I love that, that. ER doesn't seem to be working for you in long distance. Maybe you should try a battle rifle or something. Yeah, you miss like your four shots with the sniper. Like, ooh, maybe you give that to someone else. <laughs> ooh, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe you don't pick that one up this game, buddy. Yeah, this, one, this one's not your game. <laughs> Dude, I want a sarcastic AI so bad. That needs to be a thing. That needs to be a thing. Three for three. Let's make this a thing. I love that idea. 
Hey, when are you available for recordings? Just, yeah, let, just let him it. know. Anytime you want. Anytime you want, I'm good to go. I, I want to do this 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 asshole AI. I love it. Um, the uh, the final thing that I want to talk about here, uh, probably like the biggest main difference here between the previous Halos and, and this Halo, um, is that they're getting rid of the red and blue teams, in essence. Um, basically what your spartan looks like in the you know how your spartan would look in free-for-all is how your spartan's going to look in every multiplayer mode when you're in a team game it seems like there's gonna be different options that you can do for how you want to see your teammates and how you want to see the other team it certainly looks like there's going to be outlines of the enemy so you know they can still have all the same armor that they want but they'll be outlined in red so that way you know that they're an enemy but it also looks like if you want to you'll always be able to play against a certain color team I think that probably what I'll do is I'll see which looks a little bit brighter against the map, whether it's red or blue, and then I will make all my enemies always red or blue. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was the that was one of those things I was kind of concerned about is because, like, you know, I understand that, you know, everybody wants a, a stealth Spartan or a, a particular Spartan armor color right. that helps them be a little bit more stealthy. Right. And so on and so forth and having it red or blue it makes it easier for you to be able to spot enemies right in most maps in most cases depending of course on the um, the environment exactly right i might have to keep that on because you know when i'm playing call of duty and there's no red or blue i'm confused as shit <laughs> yeah they might have like a little arrow on top of their head but that's not enough in the middle of action for me okay no i totally agree man there have been plenty of times where i play call of duty where i have like a teammate and there's like an enemy right next to each other and i think that they're both my teammates because the dude's name is right above and i'm just like oh i got killed oh that guy wasn't on my team and right, like there are plenty exactly. of clips that are out there of dudes like looking for the enemy and it's like oh the enemy was right here the whole time he's just afk um, right. When you have it just red or blue, it makes it definitely far, you know, simpler to understand. Yeah. If you're I a blue a, team, shoot the red. Right. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to make all the enemy teams blue. I think that I'll just keep making them blue. Uh, that shiny blue that they have, I feel like stands out really nice. Um, that was in Halo 5. And, and, you know, I'll see what I'll see what color looks the best to, to play my enemies against. And I would love to see people's unique armor patterns that they want. But I am trying to win more than I'm trying to see how cool you look. So I'll make you blue. We're also the Red Spartan Halo podcast. So, you know, mm, right. That's theoretically, I would be red. So it'd be weird to shoot a bunch of Red Spartans. <laughs> you traitor. <laughs> <laughs> Watch red turns out to be like the ideal enemy to fire up against. Also, I think statistically red team wins more than blue team throughout all multiplayer like Halo games uh, that they've been able to dig up stats for. So. Right, these are all things you definitely thought of when you thought of the name of the podcast. I did right? think I actually did think that. That was actually part of the reasoning for Wait, the Red actually? Spartans. Wait, actually? Oh, yeah. I thought you were just bullshitting yeah. your No, I, I knew the stats that Red Spartans were better than Blue Spartans. So that's why I was like, <laughs> all right, we're going red. I just like the color red. I like I like red. Dude, fire Pokémon, right? Like I love like uh in in Pokémon Go, I'm on the the team Valorant or whatever, the red team. Uh in Halo, I'd rather be on red team than blue team. Um I like the color red. I think it's cool. It's fiery. It's passionate. It's angry. It's deadly. Blue is like depressing. It's like, you're cool, dude. Mellow out, bro. So I like red. So then why is the Canada flag made of red and white? Because you guys are looking for a fight, bro. <laughs> Apparently, but allegedly we're the nicest people in the world, too. <laughs> exactly. You know what color actually psych uh, psychologically, the color that um, instigates, not instigates, the color that makes other people angry is actually orange. Orange? Yeah. 
Really? Yeah, orange is the color where like more people have like a, a reaction to orange to get violent um, than any other color. Which I thought was funny being a Philadelphia uh, native and, and loving the flyers. Our colors are orange and black. And it's like, oh, that's why we're always fighting people. It's because we're orange and everybody feels more violent against us. Because, dude, it, I swear to God, it's like, I forget whatever year I was watching hockey. I remember watching these two other teams play. And I was like, where's all the fighting? And then, like, the same team played the flyers, like, a couple nights later. And it was like, all, all of a sudden, everybody's hitting each other and checking each other. And I'm like, this is, what is happening here? This is like a totally different team. I think secretly, we just... the, secretly they're arguing over whether or not orange is a color or a fruit. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> There's just an internal fight amongst everyone. I think I, I do. I think orange brings out the uh, the anger in people. Um, but yeah, I think that that's kind of like the last piece of. There's a couple of videos here that I have I've been watching um, about Halo Infinite multiplayer, and I think that that's where I've come down. I've come down on if you are a Halo fan. I think that you are likely excited for this multiplayer. If you're an old Halo fan, I don't know. I think that there's enough here to kind of get excited about like, oh, this looks and feels like it might look and feel like Halo. If you're a generic gamer, I don't think this game's doing anything for you. And that's where my concern is. My concern is the generic gamer. Are we going to be able to bring in a new enough new people to Halo? Um and I'm just not, I'm not so, convinced. I guess it's probably safe to say that that leak that you were talking about two weeks ago was pretty accurate. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, you know what? That's a that's a good point. The guy who who came out and said he felt like the general gaming community was going to be underwhelmed by Halo and just go like, oh, this looks like more Halo. I think he's exactly right. I think he was he hit the nail right on the head because it did. Look, what did we saw? We saw all classic game modes, mm -hmm. big team battle, arena. That was it more halo i mean it it, it it i'm not saying it's a bad thing but it is more halo at first glance it looked like halo 5 2 you know some new toys at and first stuff. glance and then when you take a look further in it there is halo 3 elements that they brought in yeah right? when i took more when i when i watched it the fourth and fifth and sixth time seeing the difference in how sprint interacted seeing the difference in how fast you're able to shoot your rifle after you were getting out of sprint, seeing how the equipment was behaving. It certainly seems like this is a, it certainly seems like this is more a sequel to Halo 3 than this is a sequel to Halo 5. I actually think that that's a pretty fair statement. Well, like, that's not, I guess that's not exactly a bad thing because Halo no. 3 is so beloved. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that this is the... This looks like so far, and again, we have to play it. We don't know for sure. We have to play it. This seems like it is the closest thing to bridge classic Halo and modern Halo together is what we're seeing in Halo Infinite. And I I'm hoping I'm hoping that's the case. And it's not just me saying this. This is also the general community. This is a poll from Halo Follower. In 24 hours, they put up a poll that said, how did you feel about the Halo Infinite E3 reveal? He had 28,000 votes. Okay, this is not like a couple hundred people. 28,000 votes on YouTube. 60% of people said, it's awesome, Halo is back. 3% of people said, bad and underwhelming. I voted bad and underwhelming because I was underwhelmed the first time I saw it. Okay. Um, 31% said, pretty good, still need to see more. And 6% said, it was okay, what I expected. 
but that's 60 percent of people saying it's awesome halo is back from a 28,000 votes that is screaming the overall majority of halo fans at least that follow halo follower are very happy about what they saw okay <laughs> I like that little the little end there right there. At least I follow Halo <laughs> Mint Blitz, another Halo YouTuber. He said, are you excited to play Halo Infinite after today's multiplayer reveal? Okay, in nine hours, he had 51,000 votes. Okay, so almost a, almost double the size of, uh, of the Halo follower poll. Now, he asked it a little bit differently. Are you excited to play Halo Infinite after today's multiplayer reveal? His answers were yes, no, or undecided, I have to play it first. 71% of people said, yes, I am excited to play Halo Infinite after today's multiplayer reveal. Excited to play, 71%. And he gave the option, no or undecided. 71%. That is a vast majority of people excited to play Halo Infinite after the multiplayer reveal. Right, so, right. what this tells me is my initial reaction is not even close to the general... Uh, Halo community's reaction. General ha and I've been listening to all the reactions from all the influencers. They are hyped. Now, I don't know how much of it is like, okay, it seems like everybody's hyped, so I have to be hyped. I, I, I never know with influencers. I, I never know. I never it's know. It's so tough, right? It's like, is this it's your so real tough opinion? To tell what the, yeah, what's your, gen what's your actual opinion? Because <laughs> my actual opinion is I was underwhelmed, and I'm worried about the future of Halo because I don't know if there's going to be enough new people brought to Halo, but it looks like this is a Halo game being made for Halo players. As the guy said, this looks like a Halo game for Halo-ass players. It does. It looks like a game for Halo-ass players. <laughs> the leak was true. <laughs> and I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying I don't know. But I'm saying I'm concerned about their ability to bring in new players. Now, look. I mean, to be fair, Halo fans are looking forward to something new for Halo. Right? Yes. They're, I mean, we've had Halo 5 for, what, five years now? Give Ugh, or take? Six years now. Six. Right. Okay, there you go. Six years now. Yeah. Right. Is it, Halo, is it Halo Wars 2 that's uh, five years? I think, didn't Halo Wars 2 come out like a year after? Yeah. Well, if so that really, was the... really five and a half years for Halo 5, four and a half years for Halo Wars 2. Right. That, that was the last bit of Halo we've had. Right. You know, ever since then, they've been fixing MCC. We've been getting three novels a year. Then three. <laughs> yeah, three novels a year. <laughs> yeah. The continuation of Halo 5 happens in books. <laughs> we hope gotta do research yeah hope you're all good with reading i will say this though the halo infinite campaign stuff that i see makes me want to catch up on all the books again and reread them right yeah i mean not reread them because i haven't read them all so i haven't read them all either i don't know if i actually want to reread all of them but i think there's that a I, lot of books it's <laughs> like 22 or 23 books now um i think that i want to read I definitely want to go over the Forerunner trilogy again because the first time I read it, I had no idea what I read. That's like one of those books where you like you get through a whole page and you're like, what did I read? And then you have to reread it and you're like, I'm just... Dude, at a certain point, I just felt like I was too stupid to read that book. I'm like, I don't I don't know what I'm reading. I don't know these words. This is just... This was just really... Sorry, which one is this? The Forerunner one you said? Yeah, the Forerunner trilogy. Oof. That one's the... Greg, Greg Bear novels. Oh, uh, the Greg Bear novels. Right. I, I've never read them. 
Yeah, they they were definitely harder to read than the other novels. I really like the novels that Eric Nyland wrote. I don't know if oh he my wrote God, yes. any of the newer ones, though, but I loved his novels. I don't think he has. I think it was just, uh, what, Halo, The Fall of Reach? Yeah. Uh, Halo First Strike, and I want to say Ghost of Onyx. Let me look these up real quick. Let me pull up these books. Uh, he definitely wrote... Yeah, he wrote Fall of Reach, First Strike, and Ghost of Onyx. I think that was it. Halo novels. Halo novels. Let's see what we got here. We got, uh, oh, God, Google has gotten so cool in how they, like, list things at the very top. Pulls out this really long scroll. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so Eric Nyland, uh, Halo of the Fall of Reach. He did First Strike. He did Ghost of Onyx. Um, I'm not seeing any other ones by him. Uh, I have to say, there's a, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to talk badly on any of these authors. I will say the Greg Bear novels were hard for me to read because I'm an idiot. Um, the novels that have been put out by, where's he at? I, I hate to single him out here, but I'm going to do it because this is a podcast. Oh, this is audiobook narrators. I was like, I don't recognize any of these authors. How come? Um, the books that have been put out by Troy Denning, he did, um, what did Troy Denning do? Was it Troy Denning? I wish I could be of, uh, <sighs> shoot, of assistance shoot, here, shoot, but shoot, I, shoot, I'm so yes. far behind on the books, I can't help. Yes, the Troy Denning novels. He did Halo Shadow of Reach, and he did Halo Silent Storm. He's done Halo Oblivion. He has done... If I'm correct, those are the more recent Master Chief stories? The recent Master Chief stories, yes. Halo Silent okay. Storm, Halo Oblivion, and Halo Shadows of Reach. Uh, Silent Storm came out 2018. Oblivion came out 2019, and Shadows of Reach came out 2020. I think 2020 is the most recent book. No, not the most recent book. The most recent book is the one that uh, Pixel Pixel Flare did the art for. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Troy Denning did the. Um, I I, just, I don't love his novels, and I've had a hard time with them. Um, I didn't. I don't. I don't know. I didn't love the way that they're written. Hey, hang on one second. I gotta pause the podcast. Uh, I'll be back in just a second. Okay. Everything's fine. Right, Nothing got blown up. <laughs> Starting um, this back up again. Uh, we're back live. Sorry about the interruption, guys. Uh, but yeah, I was just talking about Troy Denning, and, and I didn't love his his novels. They were, I just felt like they were hard to get through. I don't know. But I do want to read the Kilo 5 trilogy. I want to go through the Forerunner trilogy. I know I'm kind of getting in the weeds here in the books, but there's some of these books I really want to go back through. Nice. I mean, I'm going to get to them at some point. <laughs> so... <laughs> But I've got a whole bunch of books to catch up on. Yes, sure. you do, sir. A whole bunch of stories that I've definitely missed out and only and I've only heard of um come up. I'm very curious about that ODST story. Um I don't oh, know if it's like new blood books. or bad blood. Yes. I don't remember what one those are. I liked um, those books a lot. They were by Matt Forbeck. He did Halo Bled Bad Blood and then Halo New Blood. Right, okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, right, he, I'm very curious and I'm excited to get to the to those books. Those were those were good books. I like those ones a lot. Right. And Halo New Blood, no, Bad Blood, I think is the one that had the um Halo Bad Blood was the one that had what am I trying to say here? Halo Bad Blood was the one that had um the meeting between the Master Chief and Arbiter post Halo 5. Right, you mentioned that last week. Right, mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
where they had their you know their 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 beers they were just sitting there just chugging away <laughs> yeah the cigars and their beers <laughs> that's it the cigars and the beers right 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 <laughs> oh man that's funny um but yeah so i i, I want to get back into these novels and this campaign is is getting me kind of excited about it so that's where i'm at with that and you got a lot of novels to catch up on um <laughs> All right. Is there anything else that you want to talk about when it comes to the uh, to what we got from E3? The biggest thing that concerned me Ooh. initially, yes, when I saw the when I when we saw all the E3 stuff. Go this on. is I was going to bring this up earlier on the podcast and then realize that it comes later anyways. The lack of release date. Lack of what? Release date. Oh yeah, yeah. Holiday. It just said holiday 2021, and when I saw that. You, the, all I'm thinking is you have all eyes on E3 in this showcase right now. Yeah. Right. If any time you're going to be remembering the release date of Halo Infinite, it would be this moment. Yeah. Right. And when you're saying holiday 2021, you're giving me concern that you're not that confident yet. With You're, you're still testing the waters with how we're going to react and seeing how the flighting goes before you give us an, a release date. Do you think it's because they might want to avoid other games, or do you think it's because um, they're not sure about flighting and, and stuff like that? That's so. The initial thought for me, for sure, is the the flighting. The let me let let's step let's put our pinky toe in the water, see how they react to it, and then maybe we can come up with a better like release date, even if that means that we have to delay it even longer. Right. Right. And that that's the most concerning thing. Now I had another thought that happened um, earlier today. I'd like to say uh -huh. um, is that like well maybe they didn't have a release date because they might ha want to have like another announcement trailer or something that comes out. Yeah. Where maybe they'll Gamescom give you or something. Where yeah, well they'll give you like oh this is the special edition Xbox One Series S or X and like <clears> you know <throat> these are the different um, statues or whatever the collector's edition and right. this is what you'll get from that. I right. Where well, you'll that. have like something like that and then you'll also have a release date then. That was my only other thought. But for me, it was like, you got all eyes on E3 right now. Um, this, you know, right, the, this, this showcase here is probably when most people would end up remembering, oh, uh, Halo Infinite's coming out, I don't know, November 11th, let's say. I don't know right. if, if it is or not. Or, you know, that's when people would definitely, you know, know or remember. Whereas you're giving, you're, you're putting it at risk with another trailer that may or may not even be trending at all. I mean, good for Halo for having them number one on YouTube for a while. Yeah, isn't that cool? That was that was that was huge. That's a good sign. That's a really good sign. That's a and really that was good something sign. I was definitely gonna bring up with you know the new eyes on Halo. But then also I thought about like, oh yeah, it's true that maybe that that is a lot of just Halo fans. But here's another here's another thing to point out: the multiplayer reveal, I think had eighty at the time that I had seen it. It had 80,000 likes and like 1,000 dislikes. So it is it is clearly the people who are seeing it like what they're seeing overall. I just don't know. I mean, look, if you're trending number one on YouTube, um, it's not just Halo fans, right? Like at that point, that, it's, that's it, the other thing, yeah. right? Exactly. Go on. <clears throat> So in terms of new eyes, I mean, hey, clearly they did it. And if you're getting 80,000 upvotes to 1,000 downvotes, uh, then clearly you're doing a good job. Again, I just don't know if that is really... 
I guess it's because like just anecdotally, the people who I know at my work who are into video games, like I asked them, I was like, hey, what you seen from Halo Infinite? What do you think? And they're like, well, I don't really care. I didn't really see anything that got me excited, but I'm excited for Battlefield. That's like what I heard from all of them. Now, look, that's just the people who I work with. They're slightly older, um, older meaning uh, in their, you know, between 25 and 35. It, uh, you know what? Maybe for different demographics, maybe it's hitting differently. Maybe as this game starts to do flighting and stuff, we're going to get some, you know, clips of some really fun things that people are doing. And, and you're going to be able to get more of an audience from social media clips going around that, you know, show really cool things that people are doing in Halo. Um, you could get a lot of people just if you get some popular clips going up there of like just fun things that are happening in Halo Infinite that that will drive a crazy amount of people to your game. So I, I do think I do think Halo Infinite has a shot here. I don't know if it's the best method, but that's this seems to be the road that they're taking. So, just give uh, Mint uh, what's it, Mint Blitz about you know a week with Halo Infinite and exactly. see what he comes up with. Give him a week. <laughs> give all the streamers some time to do their stuff. And look, they're they're begging to get off of uh, battle royales right now. There's not anything new. I think everybody there might be some battle fatigue, battle royale fatigue setting in, and and maybe. Listen, I don't know what you're talking about. Halo needs to evolve <laughs> with Battle Royale. I right? want it. Like, I think it would be good for it. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Look, I certainly think that it's more possible that we have a pivotal, a pivot point right now in 2021 than we did in 2018. So, um, By the way, I don't know if Jimmy bangs on his desk while he's saying that. I'm just assuming that he does. I don't know. If he, if he doesn't, he does in his mind, though, so that's okay. <laughs> um, I want to say here, Black Friday this year is going to be November 29th. The Halo CE back in 2001 released on November 15th. This year, November 15th falls on a Monday. Video games typically release on Tuesdays. Tuesdays, yeah. That would mean that you could do 20 years later, Halo Infinite release November 16th, a week and a half before Black Friday, right in time for holiday season. I am going to predict, and I think I predicted this before, but I'm going to predict again that Halo Infinite will release November 16th. That's the day where I think it's going to come out. Right, and I, that seems like the most logical thing to do. If you're going with this whole direction of, like, we want to reboot the, the franchise, right? We are now 20 years in. Halo C came out on this day. Right. right? You're giving so much homage to all that. It yep. only makes the most sense. Yeah, I think that's when we'll see it. I really do. Um, okay. Let's go ahead and get into uh, listener questions, unless you have anything else you want to talk about with Halo. Um, what did you think about what they were saying in in the multiplayer overview? Like, you know, them as in the 343 Industries employees that were talking. Um, I feel like they were hitting the right notes. Yeah, I think that they were saying the right things. Can you remind me a little bit about some of the things that they were saying just to kind of help me uh, so that way I'm not thinking too well, vaguely here? A lot of it was based on their own experience and, like, the core of Halo multiplayer is to oh, come down right. to this. And, like, yeah. like, starting off like that is, like, oh, my God, yes, this is huge, right? Because, you know, it brings it down. It, bring, it boils it down to, okay, we're going back to a little bit more and more, I suppose, like, classic Halo feeling. Right. Where you are going to be doing some ridiculous things that is epic, that is so fun to watch, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. It sounded like right? they had asked everybody, like, hey, what's Halo multiplayer to you? 
or right or what makes halo feel halo or it was some kind of question like that and so they're all answering that um and just their answers were yeah you're right they were nailing and i, I wish i had their answers in front of me but they were nailing all the notes of like what it is that i think like halo multiplayer is you know it's like and like to me i think halo multiplayer is like it's this game where you can have competitive matches you can have casual matches you can like you can pick up halo multiplayer and have the you can you can experience the most competitive moment of your life you can experience the most fun moment of your life you can laugh for hours just doing something kind of crazy like the game is so diverse in your experiences with it like when i'm playing call of duty i wouldn't think of call of duty as like this fun goofy game but like halo right. multiplayer yes i i've played many custom games where i am just cracking up laughing playing with my friends i've also gone through a 1v1 tournament in halo where i'm having going through the most competitive moment of my life so like halo infinite is just so much and and whatever kind of experience you're looking for where you're interacting with other people like halo has a, a way where you can you know get that but right yeah i liked i liked what I like the answers that they were saying, and I don't know how much of it was just fan service or like, hey, make sure you make sure you mention the. Sure I mean, you... some of them definitely did seem like they're reading off a script. Yeah, make sure you mention the fun moments. <laughs> right, right, right. Halo Infinite's about the fun moments, you know. The, yeah, whoa, what's happening? It's, it's about you know using your grapple hook and throwing a fusion coil at somebody. You know, that's what Halo is at its core. <laughs> I like that. Um, but yeah, so I I liked. I did. I after after watching it all and and the reveal trailer and then going and listening to their Vidoc. I want to go through the Vidoc a couple more times, but I, I like a lot of the things that I heard from it, and um, I'm excited to get more. I am excited. It was definitely to get more. nice to see like those Xboxes lined up along the wall. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah, System Link stuff. Yeah, System Yay! Link. System Link is back. Thank God. I think that this does confirm for me though um the 1v1 tournament that we were thinking about having we will have a 1v1 tournament it will likely be in early december uh as our fall tournament uh a late fall tournament but it's likely going to do that or we will likely have it like that um just because we'll be able to get some time uh with the flighting um and i think we'll be able to come up with some fun custom game options and stuff like that but it, it, it i i am thinking Yes, we're going to do... It would be crazy for us not to do a Halo Infinite tournament in the fall when Halo Infinite comes out is kind of what I'm thinking. So we'll Right. Um, your last tournament was in Halo 5, correct? Our last tournament was in Halo 5, but it was like a classic gameplay. It was like classic Halo maps, classic Halo movement, but in Halo 5. Yeah. Okay. So minor mechanic in um, you know the theater mode for or spectator mode um, for Halo 5... Uh -huh. um, did you ever use like Promethean weapons or anything that that has like the the disintegrating bodies? Yeah, you had that kind of stuff. Did you did you have to like oh. flip through until you found? No, we took all those weapons off because they weren't in. So they, they weren't as somebody that has definitely gone through and had to go in and record points of views um, in theater mode uh -huh. for Rumble Roulette, uh, just as an example, right? The the thing I hate the most is the the Spartan body disintegrating 
And the reason why is because when it disintegrates, there's no character model there to latch onto, so it goes on to something else or someone else. Oh, you're right else. about that, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm having to now try to flip back, waiting for that other person to spawn back in. Ooh. And it's really, it's it's a, it's a nightmare to edit. That sounds awful. And when I saw the, you know, that, that uh, I don't know, the scattershot-looking gun in Halo Infinite, it just reminded me of that moment, and I was just like, I really hope they have a solution <laughs> for this, please, because Lord knows I do not want to have to go through and sift through. It's like, it's like, I would like to just, you know, sometimes I want to work on something and then have it recording on the side where I can come back, look at it, and, you know, in two minutes, and not worry that all of a sudden I'm looking at someone else's a point new player. of view. Yeah, hopefully they fix that bug. Or not right. fix that bug, but hopefully they... Uh, Hopefully that doesn't exist in Halo Infinite. Yeah, I'm really hoping that there is something, <laughs> some kind of solution to that. Please, they never fixed that. Actually, that is really annoying. Well, yeah, there was that, and there was also like, um, there was also like sinking times that were like absolutely weird. I don't know why. Like, like, like. So I don't know. Is it? it I don't know if it had something to do with if it was running at 60 frames per second and then dropping down from 60 frames to like 30 frames or something, and then going okay. back up or something. Because, mm. like, things would be completely out of sync when I was trying to, in theater mode specifically, well, when I was going back after the fact, um, trying to line everything up. Because now I had to, like, really? speed up some tracks and other, and I'd slow down some tracks. Oh, my goodness. That sounds like such a nightmare. It is. Believe it or not, it is. Um, and I would really love to have something with that fixed. I never <laughs> had that problem with any other Halo game. It was literally just Halo 5. That sounds very that annoying. Wow. Yeah. Well, hopefully they hopefully they fix all that kind of stuff. We're probably like, it out, if you will. We're probably like two of like fifty people who have ever had that problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. Such a minute little thing, but yeah. it would make a world of a difference. It would make a huge difference. Um, um, one more thing. Yeah. The AI. What did you think of the AI? Like the face, the 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 little platform with the face of the AI. Uh, I mean, it was like they took it right out of ODST, right? Um the the way that the ai looks uh in halo odst so i i think it looks i think it looks halo right like it's it's clearly they they took the representation of the ai like from how you have in halo 3 odst which makes me interested in whether or not this is a smart ai or not it might not be um it might be more of a a dumb ai um but i'm fine with it because i i think what that will lead to is that'll lead to more customization options um you think like you'll see other kinds of different kinds of shapes for faces, maybe like a square. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I think, triangle. I think you can kind of do more personalities with that. I would rather there be kind of like a full bodied AI, um, you know, kind of like a Cortana or like a Roland. Um, but you know, this, this idea of like, you know, having a bunch of different, you know, kind of like the flatter, the flatter AIs. I'm, I'm actually okay with that. I thought it looked kind of silly actually. Really? You when didn't you, like it? Just, it looks very animated. It looks very like, it, it kind of just pops up out of nowhere. I'll have to take another look at it and, and really uh, get more of an opinion on it. But from my initial reaction, there wasn't anything that stuck out to me. I'm like, oh, I don't really like this. I, I, I think I like the concept of the AI more than I was paying attention to the aesthetic of the AI. So I'll have to think about that a little bit more. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else? No, that's about it. That's Roger as much that, as I got sir. All right, well, let's jump into a couple listener questions here real real quick. Uh, Just Shady says, uh, you know, we kind of spent the whole podcast talking about how we feel about the Halo multiplayer showing, so I'm not going to read that question. Uh, but his next question was, anything else during the Xbox and Bethesda conference catch your eye? 
Uh, Real Mystery, do you have an answer lined up for this? Um, I was... Something that caught my eye that I found kind of interesting was that Sea of Thieves crossover with uh, oh, Disney and Pirates. Yeah, Disney. Jack Sparrow. I remember right. seeing that and I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is great. I didn't, I would never have thought that that was something that was going to end up happening, you know, because yeah. Disney keeps everything so close to the chest. You know, yep. they don't really you know, do too much crossover like that. So I was quite surprised that they were willing to have uh, this kind of like, hey, take this person and, you know, make a thing out of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it makes a little sense, right? Like, they did Marvel with Fortnite. Um, right. And they also own Pirates of the Caribbean. And I are they working on another Pirates movie? Uh, I believe there is another Pirates movie in the works. Okay. So if there's another Pirates movie, then this kind of makes sense to, to keep this character around and get people. And it's also Sea of Thieves. Right, so it's like like this is it the makes, kind of yeah, perfect it's, marriage. It's so perfectly. I don't know who reached out to who, but you know, good job by the Microsoft team and Rare, you know, making sure that this happens. You know what I noticed about it is that they had uh, non-licensed Pirate of the Caribbean music playing in the background. They did not get the official theme. Right, right. Yep. I was so bummed because I feel like that song is just, you know, that song just screams pirates to me. You know, so to not have that. And see at Thieves, you know, but still have Jack Sparrow. It's kind of like, ah, oh, so close. Jack Sparrow and Davy Jones as well, which was quite surprising. Yeah, Davy Jones, yeah. Um, like, out of all of them, they picked Davy Jones, which, I mean, what does that exactly entail? Like, what does that mean for Pirates of the Caribbean in general? Because they've had who? Blackbeard? I've never seen, yeah. I don't think I saw that last movie. Uh, I don't know who is the villain in the last movie. I didn't really like the second or the third movies from what I remember. Really? I actually enjoyed the second movie. I'll have to watch them again. I remember really liking the first one, and then I remember... I think I did like the second one, but I think by the third... You know what I didn't like about the second one? I didn't like that uh, the girl was hooking up with uh, Jack Sparrow. I was like, oh... Yeah, that was kind of weird. She's supposed yeah. to hook up with her Orlando Bloom. What's happening here? But I I sort of... Her Orlando Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I sort of... I, I also didn't really understand the idea that she was more adventurous and she was more pirate and that was more her personality. So of course she would be attracted to Jack Sparrow. That wasn't something that really crossed my mind when I was, however old I was watching it. I was just like, Oh, she's not supposed to kiss him. What the heck's happening? Um, but I think right, that right, third right. one, I remember just being really weirded out by. So I don't know. I'll have to watch that one <laughs> again. Yeah. Um, yeah. The third one, it, it kind of got really weird. <laughs> yeah. And then the fourth one, I can I can barely even remember the fourth I don't, one. I, I, and I for I, sure never saw it. I, I don't think I even saw the fifth one. I didn't even know there was a fifth one. I knew they made a fourth one. I didn't so know they I'm made correct, a fifth one. Javier Bardem is the bad guy in the fifth one. Is is it still a continuation of like the original story? Um, I think it's a continuation from the fourth one. If I'm correct, some of the same characters are in the from the fourth one to the fifth one. And the fourth one is a continuation of the third, right? I think the fourth one was supposed to be like a, a little reboot? bit of a reboot. Okay. While like, oh yeah, no, that other stuff did happen, and you know, who's the main Orlando, character in it? Is it Jack Sparrow? Jack Sparrow's in it, but there's like also like I guess the, the, the there's another two characters that are okay, kind of so like right. So another two, oh, like another version of Kiara Knightley and another version of Orlando Bloom. Uh, so I got gotcha. you. Know, like, okay. Dude, how about Orlando Bloom cashing out on Pirates of the Caribbean, Lord of the Rings? What else was he in? This dude just like made a boatload of money in like five years. I think years. he was in Three Musketeers as well at some point. Yeah, he was in Three Musketeers. I'm trying to th I thought there was another franchise that he was in that was just mega huge. I don't know how he did it. I think he just got really lucky. 
least Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, good work, Orlando Bloom. Um, I'll have to look that up sometime. All right, uh, the next question here is... Uh, oh, wait, no, I already read that. Anything else during the Xbox? All right, so Pirates of the Caribbean with Sea of Thieves stuck out to you. Um, the... Okay, so two things stuck out to me. I'm going to say one real quick. Game that I want to play uh, is that new game from Bethesda. Um, Which one? There was like two. God, <laughs> what is the title of it? The What's one the, at the, the end or the one, one at the beginning? Oh, the, the star... Star something. Right? I can't believe I can't remember the name. Clearly, it didn't have that great of an effect on me. Um, star, 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 star Bethesda, Starfield. Ah, I was right with Star. Halfway <laughs> there, fifty percent. It gave me, it gave me, um, Interstellar vibes, like the movie Interstellar. It gave me very Interstellar vibes in how it was like presented and like the trailer that we originally got for Interstellar. It was just like very simple. Here's a ship, and you're in it, and it's blasting off into space. Boom, Starfield. I was like, I'm. I'm excited to play, and I think it's like a great environment. If you think about Bethesda and you think about their games, Fallout, Futuristic, Wasteland, right? Skyrim, Medieval, you know, witchcraft, sorcery, that kind of stuff. Right, right. And then this one taking place in space. Like, okay, perfect. This is, this is great. Um, I'm excited to play that. I'm not big into role playing games, but I will say the only role playing games that I have completed was Skyrim and Fallout 4. So. I am certainly willing to give Bethesda role-playing games a chance, and I will play them, especially if I have the time to. Um, so I'm excited for Starfield. The thing that caught my eye, I think, the most was Outer Worlds 2. Oh, my God, that trailer. That trailer was the funniest trailer I've ever seen in my life. And if you haven't seen it, go check it out on YouTube. It, it was is so, so meta. It is so funny because the announcer for the trailer is just basically just – he's basically just saying – what you would be thinking as like a long-term video game person like watching a trailer like he's like and now here we are explosions to get you excited and we're gonna slow this down to make this look cool and maybe boost pre-sales for the games but it doesn't really actually matter and here's the silhouette of the main character because honestly we don't know exactly what he looks like but you know what we do know we do know what the game is called Outer Worlds 2. <laughs> Dude, that stuck out to me. That cracked me up so much. I thought that that was so funny. It was so meta. Like you said, it was just, it was very meta. <laughs> it was. Oh, Redfall. Redfall looked kind of interesting as well. Which game was that? What was Redfall? That was the last one they uh, they kind of premiered uh, with the vampires. Yeah. Not my, not my thing. Not your thing? Not my thing. I don't know. Uh, it seemed it seemed kind of cheeky. And... It se- yeah, it seemed cheeky. It seemed fun. I just don't know. Oh, Back for Blood. I can't believe I almost forgot that. Back for right, Blood looks right. amazing. Cannot wait to play. I'm very mm-hmm. excited for that to come out. I think it comes out in October. Um, I am pumped. I am pumped for Back for Blood. I cannot wait to play that. I think that comes out October 10th. There was this other game that looked kind of cool. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it. Um, it starts with a be uh battlefield 2042 oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You know what? I did hear about that. You heard uh, about that? I yeah, mean, they I, had tornadoes in yeah. it at some point. Yeah, it looks I'm like correct. a weather like, game. I'm not exactly sure what's happening. But yeah, in it, it, but... yeah, it's like a, it's 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 a it's like a war simulator in the in a in a weather <laughs> simulator smashed together into a game. It's like right? twi Twister meets Battlefield. It's like <laughs> what happens on the inside of a tornado, but also you're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> the no. day after tomorrow <laughs> battlefield I, I i think battlefield is another game that i will be playing likely day one that it comes out if i have the time to play video games um that game looks awesome i'm really excited for back for blood i think that's on my list battlefield 2042 it just it, look 128 players battlefield uh i'm i will play that i'm excited for that i will yeah. play that for sure I mean, like, I, Battlefield's never really been one to interest me. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Really? But, like, yeah, no, it's just, I find that there's just, it's Too so big. And there's, like, yeah, there's so much going on. Okay. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. And I also yeah. don't even know who I'm fighting anymore because there's no red and blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What I really <laughs> like about Battlefield is I love, um, the thing that I like to do in Battlefield the most, and, and this might, if you played it this way, maybe it would be more enjoyable is like going in with a squad and they're just being so much happening and so much going on that you can like as a squad actually decide what you want to do during this battle and like have an impact. So like, I remember, uh, I don't know who I was playing with. Maybe it was with Jimmy and this is back in the day with like battlefield three or battlefield four. I forget. It was like the last modern battlefield that we had. Um, I remember just like we were talking and we we're like, okay, we're just going to hunt all the snipers we're just going to grab whatever vehicle we can we're going to get behind enemy lines <clears throat> and we're going to take submachines and we're just going to find all the snipers and like that's what we focused on the whole game our whole game became get the snipers and like <laughs> we were helping our team and we were we were able to fly under the radar for what we were doing because there were so many players who were also battling so it's like you kind of got to play the game how you wanted to. Um, I've also had games in that game or matches in that game where I would just go after vehicles. It's like, okay, I'm going to be the guy who just finds vehicles and blows up vehicles. And like that can be really fun too. So you can, because it's so big, you you and your buddies, you and your squad of four can kind of play the game how you want. And I find that to be like very enjoyable. So it, it's kind of a different way to play it. Um um, yeah, but one of the yeah. other things is like I'm not really out here to play video games that are super realistic. Yeah, right? I like the I like sci-fi. I do like you know some things that are unrealistic. So when you have things like bullet drop that I have to think about, and so on and so forth, it it, it kind of turns me off. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you there. I right? definitely I definitely grew up on Halo. I definitely prefer hit scan to projectile for sure. Right. Yeah. Um. And that's why like I don't I I. If I'm correct, um, doesn't Dice also make uh, Battlefront, or is that just yeah. something in a similar no, format? They, they are like, also I do like that. Well, because yeah. those lasers have no drop, right? I, I suppose so, but also I guess it's in the Star Wars universe as well, right. and like, you know, but, you yeah. have yeah, you have a very definitive bad guy looking character and a good guy looking character right like you have the stormtroopers that are in certain era eras that are the bad guys and then you also have like red lightsabers versus like the the green and blue right. lightsabers so like you can really tell who's who yeah right that, i think and, i think battlefront is one of those games where it's like regardless of what you're playing like you can feel like or like okay let me let me phrase it this way 
whether 343 were to make a Star Wars game like that or Battlefield made a Star Wars game like that or call or maybe hit 343 is not a, a good idea here but like any large first person shooter game developer could make a Star Wars game and it's like just put me in a Star Wars battle so like even if you don't necessarily love dice games it's like the world is more important than the style of game that you're playing or like who made it. So I think like a lot of that stuff can kind of pass when you are a star Wars fan and you're just playing in a star Wars world. Um, so it, it makes sense that you would enjoy battlefront, but not necessarily other dice games. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be cool in battlefront if they had uh, a mix of all the heroes and villains in one, <laughs> that would be pretty dope. <laughs> like it'd be great to see Han Solo fight Darth Maul or like, you know, cool. like yeah. that'd be something really cool to see. And it'd be nice to be able to like, I'm a stormtrooper in this world. And like, I'm seeing the alt Ray fight Darth Maul. Like what? <laughs> yeah. This is, this is insane. But think, this, it's so cool. I think battlefront did a lot of really cool things. I really do. Um, but yeah we'll see uh is there any other questions no we actually only have those questions so we're just going to kind of roll from there i mean that i saw and and jimmy okay. sent me the discord questions earlier today so that's that's all i had seen so any questions that are there that i didn't see we will include in the uh the next podcast next week um and i think that that's actually going to wrap it up here real mystery do you want to plug anything you got anything going on where do you want people to find you uh, people can find me. Actually, I'm going to be uh, live streaming right after uh, the podcast oh, hey. uh, on twitch.tv slash real mystery. I'm going to be working on some more Crash Bandicoot, getting some more gold relics. Uh, probably actually on the, one of the hardest levels right now um, to complete. Uh, if I can, I'd like to shout out Preacher Spoon. Do it. Because, you know, he likes to have that attention and uh, he got mad at me for not call for not saying his name at all <laughs> by any means in any way, shape or form, even though we've been playing with, together for the past couple of months in the goof troop. So Preacher Spoon, I call I'm calling on you. Here you are. Hi. <laughs> there you are, Preacher. <laughs> Daddy Tracks, I mean, if you can, like do your thing for Preacher. <laughs> What's up, Preacher? I don't know Preacher enough to shout him out, but I will I will happily let you shout him out and and be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, I think I've, I feel like I've done my due diligence there, but yeah, <laughs> you can catch me on twitch.tv slash real mystery. Twitch.tv slash real mystery. Um, I am Daddy Tracks. You can't find me anywhere except for on Twitch and YouTube at Daddy Tracks, so go find me over there. I have a new uh, video of the medium coming out before I jump on to my next video game that I'm going to be playing. So um check out that and yeah we have some exciting things happening for the podcast uh that i really want to get into and i think we will get into next week um a little bit just kind of like behind the scenes sort of stuff that's going on um for anybody who's been listening for a while i think this will be really exciting stuff for you and, and obviously for me it's it's i'm very happy about where we're going uh, but yep that's pretty much it that's, for us that's assuming that this is not the last podcast yeah oh, that's right? right i forgot about that yes I, we might be back next week i don't know maybe this will be the last <laughs> one yes we might i'm just gonna end it like that i uh yeah i don't know if we'll be back next week but maybe we will so i'll see you guys <laughs>